1: G'day Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au.
2: T's and C's apply New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005.
3: Bred with over 100 years of innovation. Toro's mowers are ready to charge through any job. Welcome to the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis.
4: Well, that is definitely not true this morning. No Adam Peacock, no Nick Davis. In the chair, you've got the Professor James Rochford and sitting beside me, the great Dougie Bollinger. Dougie, how are you? How are we? What's going on? Oh, a lot. Now, better get this way. It's brought to you by Toro Mowers. Toro's 100% Mm. grass-fed mowers lead the charge. Now... Mate, I understand... Sorry, let me welcome the listeners as well. Welcome listeners, SEN 1170 in Sydney, SEN 1620 on the Gold Coast, and a special hello to all our listeners on SENQ 693, listening live on the SEN app and on the Mowers Club podcast. Well, I texted everyone in
2: my phone last night that I was on today, so that's... 30 extra people. Uh, well,
4: uh, <laughs> 30. Geez, you're popular. I mean, you? <laughs> that's great. No,
2: that's with my wife and daughter and all that. So oh, right. Yeah. Okay.
4: Um, parents. Yeah, that's about yeah. right. Um, now, you can get that podcast through Apple, Spotify, and the usual places you get your podcasts from. Um, now, if you want to have your say, if you've got a question mm. for the great Dougie Bollinger or myself. Or the now, professor. Oh, you never know. You're pretty good. You never know. Uh, give us a call. Th- 1-300-01-1170. Um, or text us on 0457 736 736. It is a, a cracking day in mm. Sydney. Um, I haven't looked at Brisbane's forecast. Does anybody know what it's like up there? Uh, I'm going to say it's a cracking day. Uh, <laughs> I reckon humid with yeah, a slight I, chance of rain. Yeah, I'd say so. <laughs> Later. Um, good day for Saturday morning sport. Yep. So, Doug, why don't we, if you're in the car and you're on your way or your kids are playing cricket or something this morning and your, your kid's excelling... It? 9.05, I reckon I'm raking the long jump pit or marking discus. Oh, that's good. If your yeah. kids are doing little athletics and yep. you want them to phone in and tell us how well they did this morning. Or at the barbecue, sorry. Oh, you're on the barbecue <laughs> normally. eating at the barbecue. Yeah, how <laughs> many sausages they had at the barbie. <laughs> get them to phone in. Uh, or again, you text us 0457 736 736. And uh, the other man that you're going to hear on the microphone this morning is the great Gibbo. Gibbo, how are you?
5: Good, thank you, guys. I'm, I'm pumped. We haven't had good weather down in Sydney like this. Oh. I think it's three consecutive days of sunshine.
2: Yep. In what, three years? <laughs>
5: oh,
3: in the <laughs> It is. <laughs> it's in three years.
5: <laughs> and so I think, people, you can just see the mood around the place. I know you live down on the northern beaches of Sydney, Professor. Everyone's up and about. Yep. Uh, people are everywhere. Manly, I'm sure, would be pumping tonight. Anywhere would be pumping. There's racing, there's sport. Oh, mate. But good to have you here, boys. Thanks for coming in. There's. Yeah. There's no Adam, no Nick. But we've, I reckon this team is going to take places. it all away, you reckon? We could, yeah.
2: So, you reckon we've got racing, footy, footy, cricket. Uh, what else? Um.
4: Everything else currently, there's rugby union tomorrow yeah. morning. You got tomorrow. Aussies playing Scotland,
5: we got the uh, the Ru- women's world cup as well. Australia playing yep. England, yes. much heavily fancied England. There's probably tennis on, there's boxing. Uh, one of the YouTubers, I think it's Logan Paul. Oh, that's right, one facing of the Paul brothers, um, Anderson Silver, yes. former UFC star. So, tomorrow, there's that, but it's one of those times of the year. This where all codes are still in play. AFLW... Mm. Well, and all the doing.
4: American codes are full play.
5: Is it the sporting equinox? Is that oh, what it's called? Oh, is that when yes. yeah, all four the, That was last oh, Friday, I believe. I like that. In, yeah. well, I didn't know if I wanted to say it early on no, in the show. I like show, it. But, yeah.
2: Aggressive. Should we say this aggressive? Yeah, let's yes. let do it. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> what happens... The tempo up.
5: What happens usually in the show, you, you come out of the gate strong. The first seg, always brilliant. But it's at eleven thirty, we start we start getting a bit lully. Yeah. But we've yeah, got Brett we Noddy Camorley though, who'll oh. bring us home.
4: Noddy. Um, now it is sunny in Brisbane, gentlemen. So <laughs> yes <laughs> There you go. So there'll be plenty of Saturday Well, they're an hour behind, so they're at eight o'clock. So they might be on their way to, to cricket or little A's yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Just rising. That's right. Um, let us know what you're doing this morning. Now, we've got a massive show. As um, Gibbo mentioned, we do have the great Noddy Kamali a bit later on. We'll, we'll also talk to former Australian cricketer and SEN analyst Simon O'Donnell. We'll be talking to Group 1 jockey winner and Channel 10 presenter James Winks. Former Wallaby and Stan Sport rugby expert Morgan Turanui will also join us. Now, um, it's a big week for racing, isn't it? Now, you like your horses. I do. I do. I,
2: I enjoy it after. Owning a few and now just uh, enjoying days like this. Yeah, there's lots on so we can get into Simon O'Donnell about what he likes and what his tips might be. Now,
4: did you ever have any big wins when you own horses? Not really, horses? just wins. Do you own any now? Any no, still? no, 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 no. Not now. Maybe later
2: on. My wife told me no. When you have young kids, yeah. So, yeah. So they kind of soak up a uh, bit of
4: yeah coin. Yeah, I know. Girls what you're in high school about. now, and that kind of you yeah, drop you. Yeah. Bang. Oh. How's, how's that going with a teenage uh, yeah,
2: daughter? yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, it's good. <laughs>
4: <laughs> time to get up, love. Yeah, wow. Time to get up. Time to go. Oh, dad, you're so annoying. That one's a good oh, one. does she still get excited when you come home? Does she still greet you at the door? And no, because I've got to pick her up. <laughs> oh, right, you're grabbing How was her your from day? Yeah, good. Oh, man. It's... But that's all right. What do you do? Oh, nothing. Well, I've still got, I've got a five-year-old who just gets so pumped when he sees me. when I mean, if that's I come good. and get him at daycare. Is that from daycare? Yeah. From daycare. I, I, and I don't want that to end, but everybody keeps saying. My brother's got um, three teenagers now. Good. And he keeps saying, just enjoy that because.
2: Oh, the other side's good. She likes Friends. So I've watched Friends back to front, front to back
4: eight times. So that's good. Oh, there you go. Yeah, do, you watch children? Children? do you watch it differently now with the Matthew Perry memoir that came out during the week? No, knowing, but, knowing but I do feel for him. Blotto. For a lot of it, (laughs) I think I saw one this morning. Like when he was big, it
2: was alcohol. Yes, when it was when he was skin uh, skinny, it was other stuff. And I just went, "Well, how do you do that through that many people
4: being up and down all the time?" I don't know, I don't know, and make it to forty nine. No, he's older than that now, isn't he? Whatever it is, Uh, I don't know. It's amazing. Now it is the Mowers Club, so Gibbo do. Do um, the P-Man and Nick Davies, do they normally actually talk grass and cutting and what do they
5: do? there is grass-cutting talk, but I don't think it's the stuff that happens on (laughs) the lawn. Okay, yeah. So, usually during the footy season, there's always so much going on. We don't really get to it. Uh, Every now and then we get a guest on, but I I believe we're in the midst of uh, an expert. You, Professor. (laughs) Yeah.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Now, do you... because I, I, I'm going to ask you. Now, you have a lawn business, is yeah, this so right? Yes, I've got
2: a lawn spraying kind of landscaping business. So, at the moment, with the sun out, start to mow once a week, everyone out there, because that'll help thicken and get okay. rid of your weeds. Okay. I'm giving out info that's going to lose me business. But anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> good time to
4: um, top dress or a good time to aerate? Now, I've, i have I... Lay new turf in April. I know good. it's not a good time. I t- I told you about I was pumped that you were coming on. Right in the I middle of the rain. rain. Good job. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but uh, it was I was getting landscaping done out the back, yep. um, and it took forever. And yep. so grass went down in April. Hmm. It's then got waterlogged. Yep. And it's turned yellow. Yep. I've then aerated. Yep. I've then put. Um, uh, what's the stuff that the little pellets? Scott's that, weed and yeah, feed.
2: Yeah. Uh, Sc- uh, Scott's lawn builder. Yeah,
4: yep. but it's still just sort of teetering. Mm. What can I do? I really don't want to lose this lawn. It was expensive.
2: I can just leave it at the moment and just let Mother Nature. Because the sun's coming out, and by the time it starts to grow and warms up, mate, you'll be mowing twice a week. Really? If you wanted to aerate it again to get yeah. some air into it, like they do on golf greens, how often can I aerate? Just once a year. You don't have to do it every year, but from all the rain that we've had, yeah, um, it'd be good to. Do it again just to get some air into it. I know I said once a year you've already done it. But yeah, so do it one more <laughs> One more time just because you've done it when there's no heat.
0: Right. It's Like, it's like when it's people warm. top
2: dress in the winter, there's no use no. because the sun's not making the lawn grow. Yeah, I mean, I knew that. Yeah, yeah of course, course you did. knows that. Don't dramatic, top dress you're right. Those, I you're right these those, down. Those very good. No,
4: I genuinely am. All right. Well, that's good. And, um, is it keeping you busy? Is it, it is, is, it's is this good. your main business now? Is this everything yes. you do?
2: Yeah, it is, mate. It's it's good. I I am out there by myself. I don't join my own company. I I put a couple of podcasts and all that on and just watch the world go by. It's great. I've got some great, great customers, great people. And I'd like some more. <laughs> <laughs>
5: mate, so Coochie Hydrogreen Lawn
4: Care? What's it called? Coochie Hydrogreen Lawn Care. Coochie Hydrogreen Lawn the proud new sponsor of the Mowisky. Yeah.
5: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'll cost you though. It'll
4: <laughs> cost you, yeah. What do we drink? How many slabs do we want? Uh, really? You can – Well, yeah, mate, that's, that would be very nice. Now, um, <laughs> it is Saturday morning and it is a, a cricket. So I wanted to talk to you, Doug, because I'm always fascinated by professional athletes yep. and how they went as juniors. So, really? I mean, I you, you hear stories of, you know – cricketers getting double centuries, you know, when they're 12 years old and yep. stuff like that. For you, did you used to come out and absolutely dominate those Astro turf wickets?
2: Uh, in the day, no, because I didn't start till I was 15. So I was a you... late bloomer. I played footy for a few years for Toon Gabby Tigers. Um, and then that was back in the day when like Parramatta was really big, like Paul Gallen was there and all that. And he, hmm. we played him one day and he just whacked me one day. And I just thought, no, nah, this is for me lost interest and just went down to the Seven Hills Nets and just started, you know, I finally grew into my body and two-piece ball and AstroTurf wickets and just started running in and bowling as fast as I could. At 15, you started. And then yeah, you
4: played for
3: it.
2: did uh, not I didn't, common, I didn't start right? to, Yeah, not really. Like, you know what? That I, is I'm the... pretty of a bit of a marvel, but um, <laughs> it, it, it doesn't happen. No, it doesn't happen often <laughs> because I, I didn't really fall into my own body and self when I was like till 20, 21. If that makes sense, like 18, 19, 20, you just kind of with your – like our curfew was 2 in the morning. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> no, I know what you, <laughs> you mean. You know what I mean? So you're just having a great time with awesome guys. And then when you start to follow in and you start playing for different clubs and different teams, you think, oh, I can do this, I can do this. And then everything just kind of snowballs into the other. Have you – because Giannis
4: Antetokounmpo, have you seen <laughs> – I mean, this is a similar story, similar-ish – because uh, he didn't start till he was fifteen. Yeah. Have you seen the movie Rise on Disney? The story of him. No. no. I think we need to make one with. Dougie. Okay. Good. All right. Just called. <laughs> no, but in that. Bowl? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who would play Paul Gallen, Did you say that? bold or bold? <laughs> Paul
2: <Ball>. Gallen. <laughs> yeah.
4: Paul Gallen. Who Thanks, would Gallen. play? Um. Oh, uh, you'd probably get an Edgerton. Yeah. You know they can bulk up. <laughs> they can bulk up. Maybe Joel. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Hopefully, I, I think I've, the... I've,
2: I've got Brad Pitt on the line. He can play me. Brad, yeah, you know course. how he looked in Fight Club. Same kind of when figure. You, did you, when you were in your peak, like, because you were a pro athlete. Yeah. Were you ripped ever? A little bit. Early on. Early on I was. But I in a way, I always thought of it just a game. Like, I just always thought cricket was a game. I really enjoyed it. Um, and as we are saying off every before, fast forward, I think when you, you know, it's, a lot of guys find out their game and everything later on in life. You know, you have a family you have kids, you go through the injury drops, selections, form, and then you think, oh, my God, it's, it's just a game. And then all the pressure's off, and that's when you do your best. Um, and, I, and I think
4: that's, that's one thing you gotta, you got to kind of weigh up in your career. Do you think you could go out and speak to Australian sports journalists as a whole and just let them know that it is just a game? Um, and, I think because, they know. I Honestly, well, I think they know, but I,
2: I think a lot of people can get caught in – um, what what's relevant
4: and what's yeah. not, you know, does that make sense? Absolutely. I mean, if you look at the debate around this T20 cricket side, yep. which let's face it, we won the last one last year yep. and there was debate at that time about because, you know, we yep. again scraped through the group stage and then it's happening again now. Everybody's doing de- Take, get rid of Cummins, yep. like the best bowler in the world. Yeah, like he, he's done well in the past 18 months being a bowling captain. Exactly. Uh, you know, get rid of Finch, like arguably our best white ball captain of all time. Yep. Um. And, I mean, the debate, right? And these are people that have never played yep. at a high level. They're just tossing it up. And it, like, obviously yep. you came under that criticism at times. Did you ever read that in the paper and think, can these guys just realise at the end of the day it is just a game? Like we are just...
2: Yeah, I I get that. Yeah, you do. And and that's where I meant before where you've got to kind of separate that. You've got to read what you need to read and just think, oh well it's a bit of you know, they've got a they've obviously got they've got something to write and they've got something to say. But you know within yourself and in the team, like obviously people want Steve Smith in, but maybe George Bailey and the other selectors have got a method their madness. Maybe they're trying to push not Someone him, else out. Not him out. Yeah, maybe yeah. they just kinda of go, Well, you know i don't know maybe they're just trying to push a couple of these young guys through and and he knows maybe they've had length conversations with him i think he should be playing don't get me wrong that's just me and and the other side with pat cummings mate he's been a bowling captain for the past 18 months done a fantastic job um and kind of took it over when you know tim Payne finished and trying to get everything on a roll and now all of a sudden everyone's a bowling captain so that's a bit of pressure on himself but I think they've always said that the Australian captain's probably a harder job than the Prime Minister. Absolutely. And and I think that's just exactly where it speaks folds well, of it.
4: Well, it's funny because you you, you hear them debating um, the removal of Aaron Finch. And yeah. have you got groups saying, well, then that means Pat Cummins is coming in. But then you have other groups going, well, you've got to get rid of Cummins. I mean... Yeah. And even someone like a Mark Waugh. So Mark Waugh said during the week, and I love this, he was a selector for the Aussie yeah, I team. I know, I know. And he's calling for <laughs> Cummins' head. And I, lo- I loved this guy. I think the selectors have been very, very conservative for the past six months. It's time to grow some kahunas. I mean, that's yep. a wonderful quote from Junior, but someone yep. like a Pat Cummins, seeing that from yep. a former selector and former great Australian cricketer, yep. what's that doing to Pat?
2: Oh, oh, to be honest, Pat's a very smart bloke. And I don't reckon he reads into he wouldn't any, know that. He wouldn't read well, like, into Toby's that. Let's hope he's not listening. <laughs> no, no, I don't think he reads into that because Mark War has been there and done that, yeah. and he's been a selector. That's sometimes where you can kind of get lost. But he's smart, mate. And maybe, maybe Pat didn't have a choice. Maybe they just said, "Mate, you're captain." You know, and, and it's hard to say no when you want to captain your country in all three forms. It's very, very hard to say no. But maybe, as I said, maybe there's a ma- method to the madness in you know, this might be a couple of guys' last 2020 series and they're trying to bring the next group through. Yeah, exactly right. Because there's a lot, of, a lot of good players. Yeah, there's a, he could be next captain. Why yeah. not? Absolutely. Um, so I think that that just comes out in, in how you play and how you carry yourself. And going back before that, I'm happy that I started when I was 15 because I missed all that junior – oh, who's the coach? Oh, my dad. Yeah, who's junior the ca- BS. Who's the, oh who's the yeah. captain oh, who's the captain? Oh, my son Denny. Yeah. And was like, well, okay, what are you doing? Oh, you're gonna bat ten and bowl three. Oh, I missed all that. And I'm and I'm so happy because yeah. I sometimes think when kids go through that, they just go, I've had enough of these. Oh no, no, don't want
4: any more. I wonder enough. how many great cricketers we lose to nepotism. That's a good that's a good Nep- question. That's a very good word.
2: Nepotism. Nepotism. What
5: about even just parents not wanting to take their kids to cricket? Like I, I know yep. Who wants to sit out in the sun and watch their son as you said mm. bat 10 and bowl 3. Yeah.
4: Like I'm with you in, yep. in summer as well. Oh, like a day like I know. today mm. How many hungover dads <laughs> like, are currently umpiring? Mate, we all could be in budgie
2: smugglers at Freshwater oh, right no. now. I oh, know. You know, doing the show from there. But I want to be in here with you course. guys. Mate, I understand that, Dougie. <laughs> I know it was a lifelong dream to sit in here with me and Gibbo. And I understand just quickly that. for yourself, yeah. with the, with your commentary and all that on the footy, have you
4: always just been a footy head? Mate, I'll be honest with you. My true passion and favourite sport has always been basketball. Right. So I grew up playing that. Um, like a Scotty Pippen up phase or earlier? I fell in love with it in the 90s. Yeah. Yep. I, yep. And Luke Longley yep, obviously. sort of pushed it through for me. Uh, I, get, I got to meet Luke oh, wow. uh, recently. An amazing guy. Like, just, you know, there's certain people. He, oh, oh my God. The room? largest human being, seven foot three, uh, seven foot two, whatever he is. But, and just such a big presence. You know you meet people that have a bit of an aura? Yeah. And when they talk, the whole room goes quiet. Warnie had that, Yeah, right? he, what a legend. W- Warnie would walk into a room and the whole room would go silent and he would talk and everybody would listen. A bit like um, Dizzy Gillespie. Yeah, and like then, he'd, that, then right? he'd talk and you go, he's just a normal bloke. That's right. Yeah. And he'd remember your name and he'd ask you a question. You're like, Warnie's asking me a question. Yeah. How do I answer? So was he a good bloke? Uh, a l- amazing guy and, like, such a deep thinker. Really? So he went through... Uh, you know a bunch of stuff in his career um like at one point he didn't like television because he thought that television um was involved in basically the death of storytelling right. and that parents no longer hand on education to their kids kids are now stuck in front of the tv yep. but then he's twisted because he's playing in this sport that makes its money through tv, TV. anyway it's like just a deep deep thinker so um I mean that's the by the by, but I, that's when I fell in love with basketball. Uh, yep. But I, I like so many young Aussie kids just played every sport yep. that was going. Yep. So there's cricket this weekend. Oh, I'll play. There's tennis. There's rugby league. There's just rugby union. Just whatever. Yeah. Uh, which is as we were talking about earlier is a problem with today's children. If yep. we are going to become two GB. Um, is it two GB? Two GB. You know, with the devices and all that. Mm, whereas yeah, you, yeah, yeah. in the old day, you weren't you weren't allowed in the house, Gibbo
5: was not allowed in the house. Yeah, I, my sort of childhood, it went from outside, outside, outside. Just We started getting the good PlayStation. Yeah, 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 that was I, the start like, of it. High yep. school, we started getting touchscreen phones. Didn't know what to do with them, but I feel like nowadays it's a little bit different. Well, but yeah, we're walking down that 2GB. Eye.
4: Let's do it. <laughs> let's do it, yeah. What, what are you got the <laughs> shits about? Call us.
2: <laughs> well, it's funny. Eh? All of a sudden, you're watching Home Improvement on a Sunday night oh, before no. school. And then you're in high school and then you've got a phone and then you've got an apprenticeship or a job. And I get so bad, so much nostalgia. Mate, I could go live in Seven Hills
4: now. Yeah. I could move
2: back there and go live back in Seven Hills right now.
4: It's funny, isn't it, when you go back to the place where you grew up, just yeah. that lovely feeling. Um, I've moved back to basically where I grew up. I've Good. moved away for about 15 years and I've moved back. And it is – I mean, it's annoying because – like, you can't go anywhere without running into someone from high school. Yep. And, you know, them going, Rochi And you're going, oh, yeah, day, Steve. D- are are see- you, were you, <laughs> <laughs> you were play- you big
2: on that? Were you big on that too, Gibbo? Like, are you in the, like, I'm not on Facebook, but you know how a lot of people go, I'm only on Facebook because uh, I just keep in contact with kids from school. <laughs> and I'm like. Yeah, yeah, but if, if you wanted to know him, you hadn't seen him for ten years, you would have kept. Yeah, them like why, with why them.
4: am I all of a sudden going to hang out with them Because they sent me a message saying, yeah,
2: like I I, I was at the Golden Rose at uh, Rose Hill a few weeks ago, and I met, I ran into a guy named Matthew, Matthew. I put him out, Matthew Grady. I hadn't seen him since primary school in what was that ninety. I'm 41. What's that, 92, 93 mm. maybe? Mm-hmm. And now I text all the time. It's brilliant.
4: Like, oh, But I don't go. need
2: Facebook. No. Just it was just a human very old contact. Fashioned. you got to speak to someone's it. face. What about yourself, Gib?
5: No, yeah, Facebook. I'm, I'm into a bit of Facebook. <laughs> but, again, that was all just because that was what everyone else was doing. You're just yeah. really a product of what you're around. And Facebook's now sort of pivoting a little bit more. It's mostly just news. You're not really yeah. keeping in contact with everyone. But yeah, look, I'm, I'm quite happy with how, what year I oh, born in. But
4: what year was that, giver
5: Ninety six. So I have a ten year anniversary for high school coming next up next year. Have you nah, achieved enough? Were you going there with your
4: <laughs> with your chest puffed out, or are you going to go tell some falsehoods?
5: <laughs> no, I would probably probably back myself in. I think <laughs> yeah, I didn't go to good. the five year anniversary. But the thing is, with high school, especially the school that I went to. I'm still hanging out with the people that I wanted to hang out yeah, with. Yeah, that's exactly right. With. Yep. So it's like I, I probably won't even go because it's just an excuse.
2: You should walk it. in like Lloyd Christmas did in Dumb and Dumb with the cane in the Was he in the blue suit? Yeah, he
4: you was you care, in was the he, orange. Was he? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Harry <laughs> was in the blue. only like,
5: well, in. <laughs> Only if you come with me, to I'll you do it. You be in the orange and I'll yeah. be the blue.
2: That's yeah. great. Yeah, no, but I'm with you mate. Like and I said to him, I said mate, I didn't speak to him not because I didn't like anyone or anything. It just I finished school and Well, Wow, left. you were on a rocket ship to the moon. Mm. That's why. You were playing for Australia. And just to let you know, I finished school in 97. <laughs> you born in 96. Well, there, I love oh, generational oh, shit, mate. Yeah, there that's you go.
4: good, Gib. I like it. All right, well, we're going to be a lot, lot to get through we're today. We've started aggressive. On, we have. <laughs> so aggressive. The we'll take a break. We'll be back with more.
3: Bred with over 100 years of innovation. Toro's mowers are ready to charge through any job. This is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEM with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis.
4: Well, this morning you actually get the professor and the great Dougie Bollinger. Mm. Now, Dougie, uh, I know you know all these already, but let's race through some sporting scores uh, from the last 24 hours. We all saw what happened in the T20 World Cup. Dougie rained out, sadly. Yeah, that's, that's a boring time they Both games got washed out. Yeah. So
2: that's a lot of boring times in the change room. A lot of annoyed and frustrated
4: blokes because they haven't played for a while. And I mate, remember... they checked the pitch. It was three times in 90 minutes, but the outfield really? was too waterlogged, apparently. Is it? Okay. For safety. But they've got a
2: ground where there's a roof on top. Anyway. Um, it's pretty close as well, I yeah, suppose. Yeah, yeah. Dawkins. But I remember <laughs> in the day, Mike Hussey used to carry scales like little scales in his cricket bag. Yeah, right. So on days like this and that, he'd go, anyone want to mess with their mind? And all the batters would be like, oh, my bat weighs two-point this and that. And they'd be like, they'd be all shell-shocked because their bats they're didn't weigh weighing their, weighing their cricket bat. bats. <laughs> oh, my God. My gosh! And they'd all be like, oh, my
4: God, my bat's too heavy. you has got any. Oh, mate. And they're brutal. shaving stuff off their bats. <laughs> um, uh, well, in the Rugby League World Cup, we had the uh, Kiwis beat the Irish 48-10. Jerome Hughes returned from injury. As the Kiwis played, um, it was their first choice spine for the first time. 48-10, that's not overly comprehensive against the Irish, Dougie. Oh, it's pretty good, but... What did you say to me, Gibbo? Uh, JWH. JWH suspended for four weeks, comes on for
5: 10 minutes. (laughs) Simeon again. Simeon again. Everyone loves his aggression, all Roosters fans. I didn't see. what did he do? uh, Dangerous tackle. Like not like Jared. No, yeah, that's not like Jared at all. But the Kiwis are looking good. They played against Luke Keery, who was playing for Mm, Ireland. So there was a big Roosters flavor, but... The Kiwis are looking good and they've got a uh, big quarter final next week.
2: Do you think the Irish team would be best at the end of the World Cup? Why do you say that? Do you reckon they go straight to Temple Bar in Ireland? <laughs> or the Scottish should beat them? What do you reckon?
4: Um, I don't know. That'd be good to see Ireland, Scotland. Um, <laughs> they drink <golf>. In the drink <laughs> off? At the pub. They should just play it at the yeah. pub. Anyway, uh, anyway, anyway. <laughs> no, you're dead right. Now, uh, in the basketball, the NBL, the Adelaide 36-70. Went down to the New South New Zealand Breakers 99 uh, and the Perth Wildcats, well they lost by one in a nail biter to Southeast Melbourne, 91 to 90. Um, and then in the A League, the mighty Western Sydney Wanderers, who are on top of the table, beat the Newcastle Jets two to nothing. Are they your team, the Wanderers? Uh, they're out in Blacktown, so yes, I'll take them. Okay. Um, oh,
2: Rudy Hill. I think it's more Rudy Hill. Is it? Well, yeah.
4: it's been about. I think it's maybe six years since they were in the finals, and yeah. they're looking good. I know it's only early, but they're looking good. And uh, the AFLW. Now, the reason Nick Davis isn't here is that today is the Sydney Swans. It's their last game of the year this afternoon. They're going to be traveling to Geelong. Geelong need a victory to stay in the eight and play finals footy. Um, now, Bing Lee it's a proud sponsor for the AFLW Swans. Bing Lee, better living every day. Um, so make sure you tune into that. Now, after the break, after the news. We'll come back and we'll have chat. We'll, uh, maybe some calls and some text, Gibber. Yes, uh, Saturday morning. Saturday mo- <laughs> Sorry, we were just having a laugh. It's coming a long hour. Uh, it is. Saturday morning, Mowers Club. Um, now, Doug, you were just talking. We were just wondering how often you get stopped and asked for advice, whether it be cricket or whether it be lawns. Um, I, I get stopped a little bit, but it's just more people to say g'day.
2: Like I'm just trying to help a young kid at the moment with a bit of bowling and that, which is good. But I was just... I was at the lovely Etamoga pub last week and just going to, you know, try and slide a bit of money out of the ATM without the wife finding out. And I (laughs) walked past and they're like, you look better, put your rug back on. And I'm just like, oh God. So I walked back and I go, guys, why don't you say it to my face? Then we can have a joke and have a beer about it. Oh, come on. We're not about that. We're just having a bit of banter. I said, No, man. Like, say it to my face and we can have
4: some fun. They
2: left 10 minutes later.
4: <laughs> well, Doug, yeah. you're not a small man. Uh, no, you're having right, now I'm met huge. you for the first time. What are you, 6'4? Six, 6'4. Four? Six, four, yeah. uh, 88 kilos. <laughs> well, <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. I mean, that's ballsy from them. Um, no, it's all right, that's That's the old tougher buffer, though, yeah, isn't it? When right, you mate. shout from 15 feet.
2: No, their mates later on just said, Sorry, boys. And they're, just, they're not about that. And I said, oh, That's fun, mate. I'd rather just have a bit of fun with you, but. You know, you oh, expect mate. it too. like you expect it because some people, you know, they probably wish they had done what certain people did. That's why I can see footy players get annoyed because I'm tipping some big guys that have been on the drink a bit, try and hit them up and you can see why they get a bit upset.
4: But I understand it. Absolutely. Um, and like on that nickname, Doug the rug, mm-hmm. which, and this is the thing with nicknames, you don't pick them. Yeah, and if you pick your own nickname, if you sit in the car now and you picked your own nickname, you're a wanker. Well, if it's I said Doug the that, Legend, I don't think it would be because I mean it's similar for me. I didn't pick the Professor, and that stuck. It's not the same thing. It's good, I like it. Yeah, it's it's not too bad. And I don't introduce myself as it. No, and often I mean there was a time when a guy came deliberately came in our audience, mm. and I knew he. I thought this bloke's not here for the show. And there's questions at the start. We always take questions, and this guy said, "I've got one. Are you an actual professor?" And I said, "No." <laughs> Oh, and I didn't come up with it. It's just a moniker that somebody's come up with. And I said, let me guess, you are a professor. And this guy was a professor oh, at gosh. Macquarie University or something. And I was like, did you come all this way? Just just?" To, so just uh, and he goes, well, mate, you know, we people don't like it when you're making stuff up. And I said, okay, well, what are you a professor of? He was a professor of PDHPE. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: was like, that
4: doesn't get what. I was- <laughs> well, you're, what you're, you're a professor of canoeing. Well done, mate. Yeah. Well, I was Glad gonna- <laughs> you made the trip. I was gonna- I don't want to. You're rag a professor on. of putting cones out. But
3: exactly. <laughs> yeah. oh, good
4: on you. Go set well, up a beep test. you legend.
2: Because <laughs> because that show <laughs> beep um, because that show is pretty upfront and free, and you can have a joke and that. Were there many people that had just have to be? Oh, mate, quite. You know that had just. Oh, yes, we a- get.
4: We we would all be on a Friday night often, and we would get people that had come in from the local and had a thousand, and then would. Would just shout out, you know, you know, crap jokes, yeah. your a you, you bald loser, or whatever it was, yeah. um, and, did, and that maybe was someone have to say, "Oh, you shut your mouths!" Or no, no, normally the bouncers would just because we actually had security there. There was a oh. guy called Herman that was quite well known yeah. around Fox. Right. Like, people used to chant his name, Herman, Herman, and so he would remove these people. Um, and often we we did our show. We didn't tape live because we knew that people were that. coming in hot.
5: You've done a bit of stand-up in the past. Yes, yeah. What, what about when you're doing your stand-up and you do get the hecklers like that? Are, are you one of the comedians who go back at them? Or is I it, go back at them. You look at the bouncer like, this no, guy out. No, he's no. killing me out here. No, no,
4: I would always go back because, and if you're sitting there and you think, I'm a great heckler at stand-up, you're not. Yeah. Because you always lose. Hecklers always lose because as soon as you call out... Everybody in the audience hates. who's paid money hates you. Yep. And then the guy on the stage yeah, is a professional yep. and he has a microphone. So, like, the entire audience can hear what he's saying and maybe 15% of the audience can hear what you're calling out.
5: Yeah, what about open mic nights?
4: <laughs> uh, geez, like, they're up.
5: No, they're not professionals. <laughs> yeah, also, oh, mate. But, uh, I, I love
2: comedy. Comedy are probably the some of the toughest people around because they're just, what are they? They're just used to being told no getting yeah. booed yeah. and getting heckled every, what,
4: four nights a week? Uh, if, you, if you're if you getting the gigs. Yeah. I mean, I, I did it for 15 years. Right. And I never got to a great level. Like, I mm. did quite a bit in the UK um, where there's way more gigs. But I was – I mean, I, I'll be honest, I wasn't a great comedian. I was I, I was much more attuned to, um, you know, writing and mm. producing stuff, whereas Barney that I do all my work with is a, a really good comedian. Um, and – it, those first few years when you are doing open mics, it, it is so hard and you it, it, you, oh, you want to cry. Yeah. Every time you drive home, you want to cry. And you might do 10 gags, nine go great, one fails. Yep. You, you honestly, you want to drive your car into a pole mm. because of that one joke. You're just like, oh God, and you worry about it, worry about it, till you do the next gig. But that's why they've all got such thick skin, mm. all these comedians, mm. because for so long, I mean, I've done stand-up gigs in front of audiences of two people. And they just stare at you. Wow. And that'd then, be worse than 250. Oh, it is. Yeah. It, the more, when you go into a comedy gig, the more people there, you get less nervous. Yeah. So if you see 500 people in a room, straight away, you're, oh, okay, this is sweet. This is all good. But you walk in and there's a bunch of empty seats. And there's ten people in the crowd. It's terrifying.
5: What about uh for cricketers, Dougie, when there's twenty thousand people at <laughs> yeah. the ground, or when you're playing out of Blacktown Oval and there's five?
4: Or... Uh, the Doug
2: Bollinger Oval in Seven Hills. Oh. But anyway, yeah, never played a game of cricket on there. Oh, um mate. anyway, <laughs>
5: that's outstanding. <laughs> like, what's more nerve? I mean, oh. sounds like a stupid question, but
2: no, I reckon the first two or three balls, you're nervous because you don't. It's normally happen. don't bother wide, don't bother wide, don't bother wide, wide. Um, but then once you get into your rhythm, and then once you get around, and then once you're at fine leg or whatever, and you give it to what, like best place, I reckon bay 13. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, okay, bay 13. Once you give it to one bloke who's been on the gas all day, everyone's like, yeah. <laughs>
4: So you used to go back at the crowd? Yeah, as, well, as long as you give it to one bloke, everyone's so like, very, ah, then you're back. Oh, very good. You're with the Saturday Mowers Club. Lots more to chat about this morning. We'll be back soon.
3: Bread with over 100 years of innovation, Toro's mowers are ready to charge through any job. This is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis.
4: Sadly, not today. It is the professor. Well, not sadly. No, I was going to say happily. Having <laughs> a bloody great time. And the great Doug Bollinger, who actually is a professional in the world of mowing and grass. You're getting a few phone calls, Doug Wallace. is going some, on? Just getting some clients, just seeing how I'm going. Are they being <laughs> polite? Uh, Are they not happy you're nah, out there? No, they're
2: being alright. Just asking questions. Smart questions? Yeah, or? yeah. Just questions.
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: but no, That's it's, good. It uh, means they like you. It means they're looking out. Uh, and what's your mumming company called again? We might as well. Could you hide your green lawn care? 1 800 255 955. Okay, good. We'll do that.
4: I'll do that two to five. I'm, times. I'm Dural out to Thornleigh, everyone. Dural out to Thornleigh. Some nice grasses out mm, there, big property. Mm, mm. What, have you got a specialty? As in, which sort of grass? It's just me doing it.
1: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> do you, what about we'll do do is kind
4: of Do you get to. Can people come out and ham you up for questions? Yes. Fantastic. They're half the questions I've been getting on the the dog and bone this morning. Now, we, I just a quick side note: we worked on um, myself and Barney worked on a show uh, called oh, Maximus. Um, what was it called? The Maximus Challenge? Greatest Athlete? Greatest or something. Athlete? Something. We got to work with Roy Simons. Yeah, not, yeah, not long ago, which I mean, we got to know him really well. Lo- loveliest man. And at the end of the series, went and found out our phone numbers from the producers and then sent Barney and me the loveliest text about, so lovely to meet you guys, mm. all that stuff. Anyway, we, one night while the Ashes was on, sat in a pub with Andrew Simons in, uh where was so it, good. Richmond, and he just got absolutely <laughs> hammered. People coming up to him asking him the dumbest questions yeah. <laughs> about, because it was a pink ball test mm. about, you know, when do they Bring on the new ball. When are they? And he answered every single yeah. question. But you know what with he's deep like. voice. That's hey, right. Yeah, and it's two it. to three words. Yeah, they'll do it soon. <laughs> he's a legend. Yes, good. it was the decision of the captain. But <laughs> just was it took the time with everybody. Um, and just say so that's why I. You know, I wouldn't mind getting a hey, lawn cut color. and asking Dougie Bollinger hmm. a few questions once a week. Once a week. Now it's warming up. Oh, there you go. Once a week. What, is that? The the whole. That's all I need to know. Yeah, don't at the give moment. it away, mate. No, I if like to the help big people info, out. I'm a giver. I'm a giver. <laughs> oh, you're a good man. <laughs> um, let's talk a little bit of. Uh, well, let's do text messages. Actually, all i right. mean, coming in thick and fast. If you want to send one, zero four five seven seven three six seven three six. Any questions for myself or the great Dougie Bollinger? Or give us a call one 1170. This one here, Doug. Um, G'day, lad. Serious question for Dougie, mate. Why did you never play for Parramatta in grade cricket? G'day, Brett. How's your morning? Um, just didn't.
2: Um, I don't know. Uh, if do you want the complete honest answer? Yes. Or well yes. I didn't really fit the um the the category there for uh daddy son coaching kind of thing back in the day. Is it still like that there? I Put don't know, out. I don't know, but <laughs> but more importantly I just got I just got told to go to Fairfield Liverpool. Oh well there you go.
4: Yeah. And you obviously thrive you ended yeah, up yeah, playing yeah. for Australia.
2: Yeah, so no, it wasn't anything personal or anything, but I just didn't just that,
4: okay. that, I just didn't fit that fair
2: enough. If you're category. one of those
4: daddies that puts their son in the team when they're not that good, give us a call. one yeah. 300 <laughs> And
5: tell us how good they are. tell us <laughs> how good they are. Hey, Dougie, in the Sydney grade cricket, you hear a lot of stories about the Mossman Cricket Club trying to poach all the good players. Were you ever poached or tried to be poached uh, by any other club?
2: No, not really, because no. I'm, pretty, I'm pretty loyal, to be honest.
5: Yeah. I'm and pretty loyal.
2: That? Yeah, and they knew that. But I, to be honest, the team that we had for grade cricket, we didn't need to go anywhere. Yeah. We had so much fun. Um in the end I never took my cricket kit out of the car just cuz I I was batting 11 didn't need to bat. We ter- <laughs> we we turn we turn up and the other we turn up and the other you know the other teams would know we have got a shield game the next week so oh they they going to they're, they're going to they're gonna bowl. What was your best grade figures? Uh I don't know. Did you take a I, 7 for? I I probably did.
1: Yeah.
2: I probably I honestly don't remember. I don't keep track of that. I think I got I think maybe in one season I brought probably 70 grade wickets. It's and that bad. and that kind of got me into the what you had to do back in the day. That got me into the state squad and all that. Yeah, right. Um, but, you know, to be honest, I'm very loyal and we just had a blast. We just we just had a great team that all got along. I went to nine weddings in one year and they were all the team. Were and there one any like that got and, married more than once? Uh, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> and all of them, then none of them were mine.
4: So do you think the pressure was on? No, that's fantastic. Do you know how expensive
2: nine weddings get in one year?
4: Yeah. Oh, yeah. because you've got to do gifts. I mean, what are you spending on a gift at a wedding these days? I don't know. I just said, Tegan, here you go. There you go. Yeah. Oh, you yeah, you, up. you look after yeah, it. I'm, I'm a good husband. I yeah, think. I can
2: imagine you um, <laughs> uh, be, but no, But no, uh, if you want to – honestly, if you – it's going to sound wrong. I know loyalty, loyalty is there in anything, but give if you're – you know, you play rugby, if a certain rugby team comes to you and says, mate, we're going to give you a 1000 bucks a game – why would you say no? Oh, absolutely. Oh,
5: compared to me having to pay $300 a year to play, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I don't know what stupid saying. Yeah, no, I, I, like, yeah.
2: That, that, why wouldn't you do it? Because oh, absolutely. You,
4: you do it for the love of it, don't get me wrong, but yeah. you're still going to enjoy it. Uh, now, another one's coming. Morning, lads. Great to hear Dougie and the professor on the air. I worked with a tosser who got a PhD in psychology, immediately changed his signature block to doctor. <laughs> for internal correspondence, I changed my sign off to chief. And a female <laughs> worker became baroness. Cheers, Jase. <laughs> um, yeah, this is what I, I – uh, a f- friend of my – my wife is a doctor. And um, a f- I, somebody she knows became a doctor, got um, registered. And she rang up the passport office and said, oh, look, I'd, I'd like to change my passport <laughs> to say <laughs> Dr. – let's say Wendy, Dr. Wendy. And the passport was like, oh, are you sure you want to do that? She's like, oh, yes, well, I've become a doctor, so I should now have it on my passport. And then the passport officer said, well, we don't normally put titles on passports. Mm. That would have hurt her ego yeah. massively. Because it? it's just, for you, it's Doug Bollinger. Mm. For me, it's James Rochford. Mm-hmm. Hey, because uh, you are technically... Is that, is that when you kind of go, thanks. Oh, sorry, thanks. But <laughs> wrong number, wrong
5: thanks.
4: number. It's <laughs> breaking <laughs> <laughs> up. Uh, now, because your actual name... Yes. Is Douglas, is it Irwin? Irwin. Douglas. Douglas. Is Dougland? that any new one?
2: Douglas, Douglas, Irwin, Bollinger. I mean,
4: I like that it. is, because that is the name of a, like, a lord in Sussex, isn't it? Mm. Douglas, Irwin, Bollinger.
2: Pro- probably be more in Holland. Dad was born in Holland. Is that so? I, right? I, I any wouldn't... connection to
4: Bollinger? The... I think so, somewhere down the line. I got given a massive magnum of it one year. It was great. They would have loved when you were in the test site because they would have seen that as free promotion for the booze. Yeah, it was. It was good, <laughs> but <laughs> it's not like when I kissed the VB badge. Jeez, but um, yeah, it'd be more Holland. I'd be a lord in Holland. to be good. But fun. it's funny how because you, you just you just take the lass off and like Doug Bollinger is the mm. most Aussie name. You've heard. Do you reckon I could
2: be the CEO of Bollinger Champagne? I think so. I reckon it'd be good.
4: Why not? Be a good job.
2: Oh, absolutely. Um, That's another question. What job would you like to be CEO of? Well.
4: Twitter at the moment?
2: Most... Would you like to be with Elon?
4: Oh, what do you reckon is going to happen to Twitter? I don't know. I'm, I don't know. Oh, God. I what what you mean, mean you... Twitter's my Twitter or my Yeah, CEO? what do you think
2: Elon's going to do? Elon, Elon, I don't know,
5: but he doesn't he's got a weird kid name?
4: What's X. his? Oh, is it like a
5: pie, pie, rhymes? Yeah, pie so or something? Or You've it... got to watch out for those sort of people. <laughs> yeah.
4: yeah, I know. He's quite mad. Um, yeah. Um, what we so Twitter? But Twitter's dead, right? Does anybody actually still use Twitter?
5: Uh, yeah, i actually, down. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's probably why everyone's listening this morning because yeah. I put it out on Twitter. Oh, yeah. right. I, I, I feel like it's the best place to get sports news and especially yeah. up to date. Last night, I, I wasn't tuned into the SEN cricket app. I was just refreshing the Twitter feed and there was so many on there giving updates. So, look, we, we tried to murder Facebook earlier on in the show, we've tried to murder Twitter.
4: TikTok. It's where it's at, man. <laughs> That's we'll do you TikTok, got TikTok in a second. <laughs> okay, we'll, we'll bring them down. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Have we you got TikTok, Dougie? <laughs> no, sure, I I don't. your
4: daughter does. 13. Uh, oh, yeah,
2: she, I've got TikTok. Yeah, TikTok's good. That's where I try <laughs> to let her see a lot of my cooking segments uh, on there. And... Do you do
4: grass on TikTok?
2: Do I do grass on TikTok? <laughs> 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 no, i
4: Yes, i do. smoking weed yes, and I do. then looking at TikTok. I was
2: going to say, would you like to look like Mark Zuckerberg?
4: Would you like to be that CEO? No. No, okay. No. Would you like to be Mark Zuckerberg? Yep. Okay. Well, he's what, he's, he's got a movie name uh, for you? Yeah, oh, I okay. Know. okay. All right, anyway. we'll get more into that. Uh, we're going to be chatting to Simon O'Donnell very soon. Saturday Morning Mowers Club, more soon.
3: Bred with over 100 years of innovation, Toro's mowers are ready to charge through any job. This is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis.
4: Are we on air? <laughs> we're on air. We're on air. Just Saturday, arguing on Saturday. On we're, we were <laughs> arguing because sorry, Saturday morning Mowers Club, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. Hey, Gibbo. Yeah. Gibbo um thinks he's not a hipster. Oh that yeah. But I was just pointing out that no hipster thinks they're a hipster. I
5: thought he was. I no, thought he, you I were thought, a hipster you as see, well. See, oh, I'm definitely not, but I was trying to be nice first of all by <laughs> letting you down easy, Doug. And then I was letting, you know, a little bit of an in. <laughs> and then you let yourself down. And I let myself down and now I'm, well, now we're talking about it on Sorry, air. Sorry,
4: that's just why we were so Doug was is going to the slipknot. Not fest. not fest anywhere out there. Not fest. Not fest. Asked Gibbo, would he be going? Gibbo said he's more into laneway. Yep. Which is what hipsters go to, (laughs) but he's not a hipster. No. Anyway, Uh, welcome to the show. (laughs) Absolutely. Uh, Brett's written in again. Thanks for your honest truth with the question. Dougie, further to that, mate, would you play for the Dutch? 100%. All right. Saturday Moers Club, we'll be back. (laughs)
3: Bred with over 100 years of innovation, Toro's mowers are ready to charge through any job. Welcome Welcome to the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis.
4: Yes, it is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club, brought to you by Toro Mowers. Toro (laughs) Toro Toro Mowers. Toro is 100% grass-fed mowers. Led the charge. Is this pretty similar to what the p Man and Nick Davis does? Are they? Yeah, for sure. Oh, great. No, it's
5: it's good. I, I, I was saying this to you last night. Uh, James, that I love it when we do have these sort of guest co-hosts, like we had Brett Kamali earlier on in the year and we got three hours so we can sort of really deep dive into their career and thankfully it's cricket season. So if there was a man to talk cricket with, it's uh, a great Dougie, Dougie Bollinger. Mm, got lots
4: of insights. Good. Let's talk Cricket World <laughs> Cup. <laughs> yes, Dougie. Yep. Um, well, let's begin with, are India the favourites at the moment? Have to be. Have to be. The way the way they've
2: played, the way their team-shaped, the way – You know, Vera Vera Coley's innings the other day um, just set them up perfectly. Um, Got a really well-balanced team. And what's easy for them as well, they don't have, like, it's going to be hard for Australia, but they don't have to worry about, uh, you know, rain, overrates, this
4: and that. They They can just just kind of cruise. Yeah, Yeah. they can just get everything done now, which is – very relaxing to have, and then with their game against South Africa on Sunday, it will be great. It will be a cracking match. Who who's going to win that? Well, oh, I'm pretty it, sure in India, because both of those will go through, right? India and South Africa.
2: You'd think you'd think India are going to lead from the front, and you'd hope like South Africa, Australia, either New Zealand or England. They're the, they're the obviously obviously four, but I'd probably think Australia, New Zealand. Oh yeah, New Zealand, no England. Come, I, I, I like want England, sound of but uh, somehow New Zealand. I'm because I'm Australian, obviously, but England always, New Zealand
4: always kind of scrape in, don't they? They've made a lot of finals in the past two or three years. Well, they've made one T20 final, two yeah. ODI finals. they the, they were the Test champions. Mm-hmm. But w- it's funny in Australia, we still just sort of go, ah, it's just New Zealand. Well, well they
5: forget <laughs> to, they seem to forget how to play Australia. They usually yeah. can beat a lot of teams. Mm. Like they were what a couple of runs away from beating England over yep. in England in the World Cup. They beat England again. Oh, they Sorry, they beat India in the World Test Championship. But for some reason, like in that 2015 ODI World Cup, they just crumbled. So they, mm. they could be playing good against everyone. But when they play Australia...
4: And especially here. It,
5: and especially in yeah. big yeah. games. Yeah. So look, that I'm, didn't a, happen. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a <laughs> bit of a Black Caps fan. So I'm hoping that they'll do really well. They got Finn Allen at the top of the order who destroyed yeah. the Two Aussie bowlers. Names. Oh yeah, what about Devin Conway? Is that two first names? Yes,
4: no, that's that's like a meat and then an <laughs> Devin NFL Conway. player. Devin oh. Conway. Well, they got ma- <laughs> Devon Corn Beef, mate. Devon, didn't you grow up on Devon? You're forty-one. Yeah, absolutely. You go to the butchers, mum would get you a slice of Devon. <laughs> so New Zealand's exciting.
5: Rissoles? <laughs> There's a lot of exciting teams, I reckon. But that India South Africa game, hopefully, fingers crossed, no rain. Yes, and we get a good game. Well,
4: right? it's in Sydney, okay. isn't it?
5: I believe so, yeah. yeah.
4: Well, no, well, oh, no, it's Perth. Perth. No. I don't know. It doesn't, <laughs> really. doesn't rain in I Perth. Should, no, it doesn't. Um, and the whole tournament should be in Perth, but let's not get into that. Now, last night, obviously, El Nina El Nino. El Nina struck again, ruined two games of cricket. Um, now, it was better for the Aussies that it got rained out. So do you think mm. behind the scenes that Australian cricket team weren't pushing to get out?
2: No, nah, they would have been pushing. They would have to have been. That's why you see online and everything now, you see Aaron Finch would have been three inspections. That's pretty good for a 2020 game. Um, so they would have won, done one probably the half an hour, the 40 minutes before the game. What was the next one? at A quarter past seven or quarter past eight, and then probably won yeah. the last Ten minute. to nine they did. Ten won. to nine was the yeah. lower last one. Yeah. So, and he would have been out there pushing, 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 because they the one point's good. But they would have needed the two, the win. And the run rate, right? Yeah, they absolutely. To push it up. Yep. Yeah, right. Um, yeah. I'm sure the wicket was fine, but there would have been sections of the G
4: that were um, probably underwater. Yeah, so what would the players have been doing? Like, would they be edgy? Would they be relaxed? Um, Are they playing cards? Are they... All of the above. I yeah. reckon edgy,
2: no. Because there's a few... You know, woke guys in the team now with earrings and stuff like (laughs) you. The the, the, the hippie, -hippie. non-hippie.
5: Me and Adam Zampa hang out together. Yeah, he's cool. He's cool.
2: No, I reckon they would have been playing cards. Some might have. I was a big reader in the change room. What what did you read? I read everything. Um, um, There might have been some cards players. Maybe, I don't know if they can listen to music. I don't know. I think there might have been a bit bit of everything. Some blokes just like to sit in the corner and relax. I don't know. I'm a bit out of it now.
4: Yeah. So were the pests walking around annoying people when Uh, it was rain delays? Every now and then, yeah. So what about everyone?
2: Everyone thought I was, but I was
4: actually the other side. Well, that goes again. Pests never think they're pests. Yes. It's like,
2: so I'm not it's, the pest. It's not like yes, a crazy mate. person doesn't Does, know they're that's crazy. Right. <laughs> that's,
5: so you said you were reading, Dougie. The form guy doesn't count. Though. No. no. <laughs>
4: <laughs> boom, boom, Do you know what was um, great? Um, <laughs> Tim Zoo always sits and reads a book when he's getting his hands strapped. And yeah, recently cool. he there was great vision of him sitting and reading Michael Jordan's. Yep. Or autobiography or biography just before he goes out and... That's cool. Beats the living, you know, daylights out of someone. And I think he reads that book over and over again. Did you have a book that would inspire you before you go out and... <laughs> Not
2: really, because I, I like to read. I don't like to read the, you know, the Game of Thrones. I don't like, I like the real stuff. Like I like the Phil Jackson book.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Um, Anne Frank's book. I really like that. Um, Man's Search for Meaning. Have you heard of that one? No, what's that one? Uh, that's about a gentleman in the Holocaust. Um, the Art of War. Zanzu. Yeah, it's a quick read. Yep, that's and why I like it. <laughs> uh, Steve Martin's biography. Oh yeah, I read like that one. That's a
4: very good book. Yeah, all stuff like I like up front stuff, and you know, um And yeah. that I mean because obviously those books aren't really designed to fire you up before a game, would it? I wouldn't say and a book's not really gonna fire
2: me up. I'd get like Tool on or Metallica or Slipknot. Yeah, right. Like I'm not gonna read,
4: you know, green eggs and ham and go, we're gonna bowl some balls. balls! <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am, yes I am. <laughs> hey, uh so Obviously there's a lot of chat about our current bowling lineup. Yep, and as a man that, you know, played ODIs and T20s for Australia. You're right. Is that the problem? <laughs> Is that the problem with our current team? If you want to be another pundit that just tosses up an opinion on why we should get rid of particular people? No. Nah, Keep think, them as they are.
2: I no, I don't think so because the three that are there now are world-class obviously and they've been together a long time. But you've got... Kane Richard's sitting on the sideline. You've got other players that are ready to go. So if there is an issue or if there is a problem, there's always backup. So that's a good thing to have. Even though it can be frustrating when you're not playing or when you're around it, but at least you know you're around it, the the group, and there's no issues. I think people just get caught out in having an opinion what's happening off the field compared to on the field, which what matters the most.
4: Yeah, and so you're the same with Finchie?
2: So he obviously... Did you ever play with Finchie? Yeah, played a lot with him. Yeah, played a lot with him and against him. And, mate, he, he'd feel the same as all the people that are calling for his head. He'd know, I need runs. I'm the captain. I need set my fields. I need to win. I've got this. I've got that. He'd know it. He'd know it as well as anyone. He's the one probably not sleeping at night. He's the one probably not eating. I don't know. But he's feeling the emotions of everything as well as the people saying, that's because it's easy. Oh, Gibbo, I'm going to sack Gibbo. Well, why uh, A, B, C, and D? Well, does that really work?
4: Yeah. So no, I know what you're saying. And yeah. how they they seem it seems to be a cycle with calling for Aaron Finch's head. Yeah, it's like a sort of two to three year thing where they. Yeah. I mean, obviously he's now said he's going to retire from international cricket, yeah. but he always proves them wrong, right? He always yeah. comes out and smashes it. Surely that's going to happen again this tournament.
2: Well, I was about to say you, you'd hate for him to you'd hate for him to retire. You know, averaging whatever. You'd like him to get out with a, in a 2020 game or a one day game, a good 100 or a good 80 in a 20, you know, you'd hope that he comes out and does something like that just to finish, just to finish on a high. Absolutely.
4: Uh, now we've got a text that's come in Dougie, 2010, I dragged my miso along to the test at the SCG and she instantly fell in love with Doug the Rug. She talked about it for years. Now she sees you around the pond shops and still gets giddy. Oh. I've always I'm always encouraging her to say hi, but she's too shy. Love you, Doug That's Bush. <laughs> from the ponds. Wow. Seems you have a All right. So yeah, next time, you know, I'll I'll just
2: come up and say good day, you know. I'm pretty friendly. Um <laughs> <laughs> I'll probably be having sushi with my young bloke there, so come in and have a, a roll with us. But no, that's good. They're good texts like that. You always want to um make sure people enjoy see what you do because there's obviously people out there that don't they want you to do? No, I know. Tell tell your lovely hugs and kisses to come and say
4: good day. Absolutely. Back in the day when you were firing for Australia, mm. w- were people coming? Like, were, was there lady interest? No, Which, never. <laughs> I, I I enjoy just
2: people coming up. I enjoy people just coming up and saying good day because, you know, it's one of those things you 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 don't get to do for very long, or not many people get to yeah. do. And it's great when people come up and ask you for advice or what you do or what's the best ground you play on or best this or best that. Yeah. It
4: was wonderful last night when that game did get called off that you saw that Pat Cummins and Mitch Stark went out to the fans yeah. and they were on the on the fence and they were doing the selfies, signing the autographs, yeah. and but having genuine conversations. Which yeah. I, and they were kids that they were talking to. And it yeah. would be kids asking them those same sorts of questions, just kids that are cricketers that are trying to get, you know, the edge on their Saturday morning foes um now other cricket news will Pukowski, uh to take indefinite leave from cricket for another concussion um do you know will Doug? no ever... I,
2: don't, I, I don't know will but i'd like to I'd like to think he'd be having a serious think about his life and what it means to him than life with cricket absolutely so he's got to be making a choice because that 11?
4: 11? well it's they say it's eleven he's saying he thinks it's less um Mate. Probably because he doesn't remember. Yeah. You know, like that's. And he's a young kid. Was he 24, 25? Yeah, he's not old.
2: He's not old. And yeah, it's sad because he's a, he's a talent. But you just got to think, well, you know, what's. Do we keep you and just be a batting coach and just want you around the guys or will that make you feel worse? But yeah, I hope he's sitting around with his parents or his best mate or whatever and just thinking, what, like, what what do I do? Dougie, is, it, is it worth it?
5: Dougie, you know, playing, you would have played for New South Wales potentially against Victoria. As a quick bowler, how hard is it to, knowing all this about a player like mm. that and the, the sporting prodigy to not go out there and bowl bounces against him?
2: Yeah, it is very hard because you do, you know, you you do want to go out there and do the right thing, and you know, someone's struggling a bit. But as I've always said, mate, it's competition. Yeah, it's competition. You're out there to get picked. You're out there to make a living, and you're out there to succeed. Um, and if someone's cleared fit to play, well. Play on. If he was playing a test match, do you think Curtly Ambrose would take it easy on him? Do you think Alan Donald? Do you think Mornay Morkel? Do you think who, no? They wouldn't. It's competition, mate. Like obviously, you don't want anyone to get hurt and get you know you don't want that. But you are playing first. You are playing a man's sport or a women's sport, and
4: you are there to win, and you that's how you that's how you get picked. Now let's crystal ball it for a second here, Doug. Let's go back to the cricket World Cup <laughs>
0: for, right. the, for
4: the tipsters out there. Yep, let's let's go. Who's in the final? Who are the two teams in the All final? Right. I'm going to go uh, India. Are, India.
2: Oh, God. <laughs>
4: uh, people are going no, gambling say, on this, mate. You yeah, need to really you – know, I'm going to those... say
2: India, England. I didn't say England before, but I've just kind of <laughs>
4: – You said they didn't get through yeah, the, yeah, the group stage. Yeah. India, India like, England? Keep everyone guessing. Okay. And then who wins it overall? I think India. India.
2: I think – Easily. Uh, I think just winning, I think winning winning well is that better is that different easy comfortably comfortable
4: and um uh player yeah. of the tournament i don't um, think there's a surprise there
2: either virat i'd love a bowler, but that wasn't happen. No, that one does no. it um, not in t twenty let's just say virat to be let 's take all the obviouses out of the way, you know what I mean um oh, you can't really can't. say no. if uh,
5: Dougie, you're picking India, say if Pakistan ends up. So Nawaz comes on. Yep. India requires sixteen runs to win. Yep. If if they don't give away sixteen runs in that last over, Pakistan would have won that match. Would you still would you still be thinking India are the yep. team to beat?
2: Yeah, definitely. Regardless so of that match. Regardless of that, mate. mate they got they've they're so advanced. Not saying they're it sounds like a bad thing I'm saying, but they're so advanced in twenty twenty cricket how free yeah. they play. They're so balanced, um, you know. But if I was bowling, they probably wouldn't have won, mate.
5: No, absolutely. Where like, would you I bowl? thought that at the wide, time. <laughs> wide,
2: full Yorkers with my field all the way on the offside, and they're just mixing oh, us up. No. I mean, slow that, ball, was mate. it
4: the second last ball he bowled a wide? Yeah. It like, yeah, that's oh, just pure nerves. That's yeah, just pure.
2: Yeah. Well, you can't escape it. You're thinking about it. Just bowl it, bowl it, bowl it. And but, so
5: that same player, Muhammad Nawaz, in the Pakistan Zimbabwe game, he was at the crease when Pakistan were trying to get the victory. Yeah. And so there was three from three runs. He was on strike. <laughs> He hits it to mid-off, gets caught. Pakistan go on to lose that match to Zimbabwe. Great victory from Zimbabwe, but there's two matches in this World He's Cup and they've lost in the yeah. last over. And Mohamed Nawaz would be having nightmares of yeah. last overs in 2020. Should he be
4: looking for real estate elsewhere? Is that
2: like when you're playing rugby yeah. and the ball just won't stop going to you?
5: Yeah, essentially. <laughs> I, well, the thing is I play first receiver, so I – Try and just take a step back. <laughs> but there was this one game that we had this year, Dougie, and we, we played playing a lot of random teams this year. Where so, at?
2: Where was the game at?
5: Ah uh, so this one would have been at Lane Cove, so mm. not too far from where S C N HQ is here, but we played the Jewish rugby team who are about to go away on the Jewish World Cup. So they go to the somewhere I'm um, somewhere over in Europe and play. And lining up against me is a guy who used to play for the New South Wales Waratahs, probably plays for Randwick too. And you know, that is probably about 18 grades above where I'm at. (laughs) And so I'm thinking, okay, it it was a Tuesday night as well. So it was after work. So it was a midweek game, which I'm not really keen on. Yeah. And then, so anyway, we play the game. I'm, I'm shitting myself because I'm like, Oh Jesus Christ. They're going to, they're going to see this is what a real number 10 looks like. And then, so we're playing, we end up losing about, 50-5, 50-5, to five, I believe.
2: So just, only just. Only just, just yep.
5: yeah. I did throw a try assist that day. <laughs> Unfortunately, though, it was for the other team. I passed it straight to Dave Horwitz and he ran the full field and scored a try. So, so you're
4: fly half for your... Yeah. There you go. And is it still full contact?
5: Ah, uh, yes. Well how old not, are you? not the way that I play, no. but yeah. But how old are you? 26. Why are you still
4: going out there and getting tackled, mate? Well, what are
5: you... yeah, that's the internal dilemma that I'm dealing with at the moment. I've played it for ages and I like it. it's it is fun but, but it's
4: more the social
2: at the end of it isn't it Yeah, yeah. it's a social aspect
5: yep. and I play with all my really good mates so it's it's sort of like that but we spent this year just standing behind the post essentially we're getting <laughs> flogged week in you know week in week out we're just getting smashed we I think we might have won one or two games and you do sort of think when you're driving back at 5:30 on a Saturday afternoon you're just thinking, oh, do I really need this? Yeah. Do I really need this? I'm not going to be playing for the Wallabies. I'm not even going to be playing local. Like, no, but if you enjoy I don't know, the
4: Wallabies, let's see how <laughs> Bernard Foley goes well, well, boy. Yeah, you <laughs> might sure. get a shout. Now, Ash Barty, obviously her memoir is coming out, and she spoke about the moment that she knew to retire mm. was when she was on an exercise bike post winning her Wimbledon. And normally she does a really hard training session, and she just stopped. And she counted herself as somebody that never stopped mid-training yep. session. And she realized at that exact moment, I'm done. I've lost. The fire in the belly is gone. Now, I should probably ask Doug because he was a professional athlete. But let's ask you <laughs> first, Kibo. <laughs> <laughs> Have you had that moment yet? Surely.
5: No, not yet. Not yet. You're close? I, no. I'm close. <laughs> I am close, Rochi. I am close. But, we but it's did, one of those
2: things, next season, you'll just get wound into it, won't yeah. you? Yeah. Well, the
5: thing is... I. The club is on the bones of its behinds. What's yeah. the club? Uh, Lane Cove Rugby Club. Donate, Lane Cove no, Rugby Club. What's the number? Oh, we can't okay. do that. I think financially, <laughs> financially, the club is fine. It's more so that we don't have any players. Oh, okay. Recruitment has been dire. And I'm sure you guys both have kids sports or yeah. around kids sports. Participation is down everywhere and yeah. none, none more so than the Lane Cove Rugby team. But
4: do you think rugby in general?
5: I, no, I think I contact sports. No. Contact sports. My, my for son sure. plays
4: soccer, and there is 11 teams for his club in his age group. <laughs> wow. which is just curl, curl.
0: Yeah and
4: then every club, this is a you know just a suburb, every club in the area that we live in has nine or 10 teams, but then you look over at the same age, the rugby league team, they can barely field one team. Yeah. So, so it's, it's got to be all these findings. It's got to be all these CTE research and all this stuff. It has to be.
2: Well, I think they've just brought in a rule for, they're phasing it in, I think for kids rugby yep. league, no ta- no tackling and no grand finals. Something like that.
5: No scores as well.
2: Something like that, yeah. No balls, I heard. Uh, <laughs> so, no. <laughs> <laughs> but no. yeah, no no tackling. I don't yeah, I, th- I think no score yep. and no grand final. So it's basically no tackling First past the post
5: and South uh, Junior Rugby League. So that was a New South Wales Rugby League report, yes. I think, where yep. there was no, there's not going to be no points, no winners. Uh, South Rugby League have actually said, no, no, we're still doing that. At the end of the day, you win or lose, which oh, I sort of agree with. Yep. But
4: yep. I mean, yeah, it's it's. I think we kick them out of the comp again for stuff like that. I think so. Yeah, it bring it back sounds. the bears. That's
5: right. Let's bring them back.
2: <laughs> Doug, who's the bloke at the back of the car? Was it? Um, he had the show enough rope. Andrew Denton, yeah, the spring sounds back. Yeah. Anyway, um,
4: hopefully he doesn't listen. He'll be knocking on the door now for you because you were actually a genuine professional athlete, Not that you're not. No, that's cool. That's cool. Um, was there that exercise bike moment? Uh, yep, uh, there was,
2: but I think it was more getting older. Um, it just became a game. Was sick of driving in. You know what I mean? Tr- cricket and training just became a thing. Just something to do to fill in. And then I had a few I had a conversation with a guy at the end and they said you should try and do this. And that's when I just knew that's it. Um I, I think I'd play the game long enough, but as I said, once it became a game, once it became a thing, I just thought, my heart's not in anymore. Um, I hated going. I used to love bowling in the nets and net training and all that but I just got over it. And then um, one morning you woke up. One learning. morning woke up, and I was just, even the end of my BBL, I was just like, if, if these young guys are coming in, give them a go. And it's not like I hated playing or anything, but I was just like, I,
4: you don't want to block somebody from having that opportunity. Yeah, like
2: a, we played a semi-final game against the Strikers in Adelaide. I got four for thirty, got man of the match, and I, of the, and, I, and I was sitting in the and I was sitting in the and I was sitting in the physio. I was sitting in the physio room all night. Yeah, right. Just, just not. Just lost the interest. Just not. Just no.
4: Yeah.
2: Had just was anxiety ridden. Didn't want to be around the crowd. Didn't. Uh, didn't. And I got four for thirty, which is obviously quite good. Twenty twenty, Jesus,
4: yeah. And um, just, just no, nah, just. Well, it's funny because the other thing that Ash spoke about is that when she knew she was done, but she was going around for that last Australian Open to try and get the hard court title, um, she said knowing that she was done, she never played freer mm-hmm. in her life. That yep. she played the greatest tennis of her whole career. Yep. Did you? Because obviously you knew that you were done before that. Last sixes season? Yeah, or?
2: yeah. I, I found out when I had when cricket was number three or four on my list. You know, you got your wife, you got your kids, you got school pickup, you got this and that. There's sometimes you go, I just can't get the training. And I think when you figure that out, when I wasn't a chance to play for Australia again, I just kinda of, all the weight was off. And for that for that time, I was free. I was I was I was so much fun. I didn't care about how many wickets I got. I just loved being around the team, loved being around the group. Um, and it happens, and I don't know. Maybe Ashbardi's all right. Well, I've done this, I've done this, I've done this. I don't need to hang on. Maybe, she, and maybe she's ready for a family. Maybe she wants to be a mum. Maybe with athletes like her, she gun golfer, gun cricketer, gun tennis player.
4: Do you reckon they're that advanced and that smart? They're like, well, I'll just go play something else. I know. Do you, I, I don't know. Maybe. Well, I mean, she her story is amazing in that. Yeah. She dropped out of tennis for eighteen months. Started, oh, really? Yeah, so she just one day decided, I'm, I'm not playing anymore. She went and played for Brisbane in the WBBL, yep. was an amazing cricketer, and then 18 months out of the game, and then there's a story that her dad knew that she'd taken up tennis again because he came home one day and on the doorstep was one of those baskets full of, filled with tennis balls. Yep. And he went, oh, okay, Ash is back in tennis. And then I think it, it was like, oh, I'm going to get this wrong. People are going to message in and say you're wrong. But it was a crazy short amount of time before she got to number one in the world. It was like, I don't know, I'm going to say 12 months. She was that I was good. going to say
2: like three years.
4: No, it was. So she went bang, out for 18 months, came back in, and was that talented that she just flew and, up.
2: I don't know. If you can say this, Gibbo, too. Like, I'd think of that as to get to number one or win-win within that time. Tennis, is, I'd think, like, golf is a lonely sport. There's a lot of ball hitting by yourself. There's yeah. a lot of, you know, self Obviously, you got a coach and all that, there's a lot of self mental stuff. There's a lot of self teaching. Yeah. That's a that's a that's a rapid rise. Oh, Good absolutely! Time, which yeah, is great. It's a, I
4: mean, there's this a story um, that when she was four years old, I hope this is Ash, that she her she was hitting the ball in the yard or whatever. And they took her to a coaching clinic, the tennis nearby, and the coach said, "Oh, look, we start at eight, yeah, eight mm. year olds." And then somebody said, oh, come "Let's just have a look at her." And then she was so amazing at four. They went. Okay, right. Yeah, no, you <laughs> you can come in. All That's right, you're brilliant. on the Saturday Mowers Club. We'll be back real soon.
3: Bred with over 100 years of innovation, Toro's mowers are ready to charge through any job. This is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. Well,
4: it's the Professor and Doug Bollinger. We're having a great time. and We have our very first special guest ready to chat to us. It's that time of year, Doug, and I know mm, you love it. It is I do. Melbourne Cup Racing Carnival time. Um, and from Channel 10 and Paramount Plus, we have James Winks. You there, James? Morning, gentlemen. James, how you going, brother? Yeah, good.
1: Fresh, ready to go.
4: Oh, sounds like it. <laughs> Big day for racing, James. Derby day in Melbourne. Golden Eagle up here in Sydney, Mate, let's start with how's the weather looking down there in Melbourne? Is it going to be a nice day for all the punters? Yeah,
1: look, in fairness, if you asked me that question yesterday, it would have been horrific, but it's cleared up. And, look, the tracks miraculously uh, ended up coming up a, a soft seven. So yeah. uh, it could be we're in for a good day's racing.
2: That's good, mate. And just get straight into it. Something like a Jay McDonald today, could he, he could just tear the course up today, you reckon, with that many winners? Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
1: quite possibly. Um, he's worked his way up to, you know, well on the way to um, greatness and uh, he's got great support around him. So uh, on the right right cattle and, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if you're only three or four winners.
2: Do you reckon going forward to Tuesday with him and Damien Oliver not having rides in the cup, do you reckon that's kind of hindered them a little bit or you reckon there's still any chance of them getting something out there?
1: Oh, I'd say, yeah, it's- highly unlikely and that's is pretty much due to the weight factor now a lot of the mm. horses that have got no riders haven't got their weight you know so i'd say them two champions will be in the jockey room unfortunately james are you are already out there at the races yes i am i am i've just got my makeup on to make me look the grouse <laughs> and then uh perfect got my little me me little pin in and uh yeah we're just about to roll through and do a bit of rehearsal so it's good
2: mate, what, what are you going to do with yourself today mate get around the get around a few of the jockeys and have a chat to them or are you just going to just enjoy the day
1: yeah, no, so I'm, I'm allocated to doing the pre-race uh, train interview, so we're trying to squeeze a little bit out of them blokes and, uh, and the ladies and see how we go. And, um, look, they might lie to us still, but we'll try and get the best <laughs> we can out
4: of them. Mate, hey, talk to me about the atmosphere down there. After a couple of years of COVID and people not being able to show up, are they coming out in droves?
1: Yeah, just start, yeah, well, um, it's the gates opened early and they're all lining up, so it's just great. You know, Let's be honest Best day in Australia, not the world, you know what I mean? And obviously, you're throwing the Golden Eagle, so the hype's there. And We're not going to get them to the races this day. We're, we're struggling. But look, the hype's up. Everyone's up and about. I'm up and about. So it's yeah. just a great feel.
2: And let's get a bit technical. You said it's it's into a soft seven at the moment. So that means a lot of them are going to stick to the fence, you think, or three or four wide. What, what do you think the best place on the track is today?
1: Oh, well, look, naturally, everyone starts down low and then a bit of wear and tear probably evolves probably a little bit quicker because it is soft ground and they may edge off to maybe three, four off, but, um, we're hoping, and I spoke to Liam Keith yesterday, we're hoping that they sort of race through to the rail and that way they can edge off every day, you know, and not sort of rip the track up totally all today, you know? So hopefully that's the plan anyway. All right, James, let's get to business here. <laughs> Derby day. Let's, uh,
4: a few tips for our listeners.
1: Oh, well, we'll start at the Derby. Obviously, the feel-good story would be Dan O'Sullivan with uh, Barclay Square. Obviously, that'd be a great little result there, but he, he's he's high up in the market. Great barrier, great jockey, gets through the ground, and I wouldn't have thought the trip would be the problem, so I'll stick with him in the Derby. Um, I really, really like a horse in the Coolmore here. I reckon he's got on everyone's radar. Uh, Bones Noches. he's been peaking mm. for this race. I think the two favourites, which are Jack and O, and in secret have probably had their grand finals, which was uh, in Sydney in the Golden Rose. I reckon this horse is cherry ripe. He's 10 to 1. So um, get on board him, and she's dazzling race four. Probably not her grand final today, but she's a high-quality filly. She'll run in the oaks all being well after today, but I think she can still get the chips today, boys. James, you got Dougie Bollinger here with his form guide <laughs> Circle. I'm all over it, Wings. <laughs> I'm all over it, mate. <laughs> You've, got the You've got to have the
4: highlights. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, I knew I forgot something, <laughs> mate. And then Tuesday, <laughs> the big race, the Melbourne Cup. Now, a few of the imports have been scratched, obviously. So, who is your hot tip?
1: Uh, look, I'm speaking overseas, and uh, the Ville legend's got a bit of a. Um, mortgage on it by all reports but uh i think there's a little sneakier horse called stockman of the local brigade mm. handles all conditions he's running today in sydney if he gets well and uh, gets through the race well today he'll press on to the melbourne cup and i think he's probably the, one of the better chances for locals
4: james thank you so much for joining us have yourself a wonderful splendid day down there at derby um mate and good luck on tuesday for the broadcast, Channel no Ten and Paramount Plus. Enjoy yourself Thanks, and, mate. And, have, and have some fun and get some good yourself yeah. Thank you, mate. Very good, uh, James Winks. There, almost a thousand victories, James. Huh? Good, very, very good jockey. Very good jockey. Hard life, tough yeah. life, mate. Yeah. Oh, good on him. Thanks for him uh, joining us. Now, after the break, we're going to be doing yeah nah. So, if you've got your yeah Nahs, text them in zero four five seven seven three six seven three six. You will explain what that is, Gibbo.
5: Yeah,
4: yeah. Yeah, right yeah, now. yeah. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nah. Uh, well, let's take some news now and we'll be back.
3: Now it's time for... Yeah, nah.
1: Yeah, nah. nah yeah, nah, yeah, nah.
4: Yeah, Saturday Morning Mowers Club. Yeah, nah. I've never done yeah, nah. Uh, but apparently people love it. Have you done it before, Dougie? I've done it a few times, yes. All right, so Gibbo, can you explain to myself and the listeners that haven't heard it before how Yenar works?
5: So first of all, Rochi, as the presenter, Yenar is essentially a therapy session. Fantastic. So you can get things off your chest from throughout the week, uh, maybe things that happened to you last night. So someone will toss up a, you know, usually something that's happened in your life or something that you've seen, maybe even a story that you've read. Now, for example, to get us underway, um, a year now nah, might be the T20 World Cup was played uh, at the MCG. Two games were rained out last night. There was a game rained out earlier in the week. When there is a stadium with a roof on it, what, not five minutes down the road? That'd be a massive...
4: Yeah. yeah. Nah.
5: Is that... How did I go explaining it there? You Good. nailed it. Why didn't
4: they play it, Mark? Why didn't they look at the forecast I, and, and go...
5: Let's more yeah, tickets,
2: more Marvel. ticket, more ticket sales at the G. By what twenty thousand? Oh, it'd be more than that.
5: But I,
4: G
2: G's a hundred thousand. I think oh, the Pakistan wait, and, India and game was sixty. Oh, maybe not even. I don't know.
5: But the money that they're going to have to refund a lot of those tickets, Dougie. So that oh, the really? money that oh,
2: they have to You'd absolutely have to. Yeah.
5: Have to. Oh, I'm pretty sure You'd in that to. second game they had to refund in the England Ireland game. No, but the, the next game mm. they would have had to. Last night they would have had to do that. So the money they're losing there, they'd be losing money from broadcast revenue. You'd think because no one's, Food no one was sitting around watching it on no. Channel Nine I last was. night. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was. I was, I was the one person.
4: Come on.
5: And so you'd you'd have to think there'd be a bit of blowback there from hmm. the advertisers thinking, well, there's no games being played. I understand that you need to organise things months in advance, but. El Nino or La Nina. La, La Nina. I'm, yeah.
4: I'll go, I'm with you. I'll go yeah. one step further. They knew that La Nina was happening on the east coast of Australia. Why yeah. can't they just move it all to the west coast?
5: See, and this is what I or Adelaide. What I respected about COVID times, right? When when the teams had COVID, okay, we'll bring in players who played great cricket. We were moving games. Anytime we could, they were moving days. I understand that the big bash in the NRL isn't on that world mm. scale mm. as an ICC T20, yep. but could we not have done the same thing there? Yeah,
1: we, um, we y- agree. And we and we, yeah, so
5: we need someone who doesn't
1: agree. <laughs> yeah,
2: oh. no, no, no. yeah, no, no, no. I, 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 you know what? I'll, I'll say no. no, I'll, say no. I'll say no because I've just to, I don't know.
0: Yeah. Just so you want Hate someone radio? to say
2: no, but they'll probably just go, it's hard to move everything cameras, yeah. trucks. Oh, for
4: sure. Oh, I think that's just the, yeah. the. I think the ICC also are a bit stuck in their ways.
5: Ooh. Oh, come on, oh. Rochi. I'm going to toss it up. <laughs> now, if
4: you've got a year and nah, a or you just want to put the boot into the ICC, 0457 736 736 the one,
2: What was the one-off air? You said the 15 minutes
4: from the beach. Oh, yeah. Gibbo saw, what was it? Yeah,
5: so I was driving home from work last week and I was about 20 minutes from home, so 20 minutes away from the beach for all you people listening across the country. I saw a bloke with no shirt on and no shoes. Now, at, at what... Point a distance-wise, is what's acceptable on the beach, or maybe you live near any sort of water. Is it not acceptable to be still be using those practices? Just so
4: I know, was he in board shorts, or was this a man that didn't have a shirt and shoes?
5: No, he he wasn't in board shorts. He just had usual sort of walk shorts on. Did he
4: look like, as in, well do you know, know what I mean? Yeah, he was yeah, well a presented. homeless person. No, I didn't want to say it. Okay, <laughs> he was.
6: Well, there you go. Cross <laughs> yeah, yeah. up.
4: He wasn't a home. He was just so. You're asking how far from the beach is beachwear? Except
5: I think twenty minutes
4: is a long way.
5: Like because you can you know you can get around the beaches suburbs with no shoes yeah. on, and that's play on because you've probably been to the beach, and this guy may have been to the beach, but but at what point? I'm with you, mate. Yep. Okay. I, I think I think nah. beyond
4: I think beyond the car park, put a shirt on, you loser, and grab a pair of shoes. My mum and dad always said to me before I would leave the house, put some shoes on because if you don't have shoes on, people will think you don't have parents.
5: Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That, that, Is just, that, yeah. I mean, do you <laughs> tell <laughs> your kids to put?
4: Do <laughs> thanks, Mum. <laughs> do you tell no, your we're pet. like, go to the toilet, brush your teeth? <laughs> no, but, but do you let your kids walk out of the house without shoes on? Nah, no, nah, 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 I don't nah, either. No, nah, no. Nah.
5: But the shirt, though, like, nah. I, I understand. You know, if you if you're ripped, you've got something to show. Was oh, like, he ripped? No, he, he had a bit of a dad bod. Oh, that's a, that's the I mean, thing. Anyway, sorry, oh, I've got to. Da- two yeah, dads with,
4: here. with dad bods. Hey, what about? I saw a young lady in a bikini top. And it was probably 10 minutes away in the middle of a large shopping center at a, at a Westfield. Yeah, I'll see,
3: that I answer sat with her. Yeah, no, no, yeah, no, yeah, no. See, I, I
4: she was in shopping. a Westfield. You know, she was in a David Jones. That's just pure people look at me. That's
2: what I, I was that's like, a, put a shirt that's on, a pure, like, the, uh, the put on. That's a pure, like, put on my
4: Instagram, yeah. TikTok. Absolutely. The dad that's now got a daughter, may yeah. I say, put a shirt on, love. Yep.
5: Just, just, just.
4: People will think you don't have
5: parents. (laughs) Doug, you're a bit of an expert in the, yeah, nah, you're now a veteran
2: now. Oh, wow. That just means I'm old. I'm more the fun side of it. So I'm like Crocs. Don't wear crocs no. un- uh, unless you're a chef,
4: right? Yeah. yeah. Because <laughs> yes. they're allowed to. What or a surgeon. Well, let's say. Chefs and surgeons.
5: Are allowed to wear crocs. Yeah, because yeah. the blood
4: goes through the shoes and you just wash them out. And chefs, I guess it's the gravy or whatever it is, <laughs> goes through your Surely shoes. Surely
5: the uh, chefs uh, aren't allowed to be wearing crocs. I see a lot of is chefs wearing. crocs. That's what chefs wear crocs. But what happens if a, a tub of oil falls on your feet? The crocs aren't saving it. Have the the to crocs be are some... pretty hard.
2: No, but there's holes in out? them. Very good, Gibbo. Thank
5: you. Work, health, and safety regulations. I'm not sure what's going on down there you with Just all the close down every
4: restaurant. Yeah, yeah. Right. Well, can you, somebody texts in <laughs> 0457 <laughs> 736 736? <736. laughs> what businesses can wear Crocs? I know surgeons <laughs> wear Crocs. We
5: could. We could be wearing Crocs. I've got right no now. shoes on right no, now. No, Don't do tell mum heads? and dad. Yeah. <laughs> don't tell
4: mum and dad. Yeah, no. Nah, um, <laughs> hurry, mowing the lawn at home. The, don't leave the house without shoes. The other one is if my old man caught you without a helmet on. It, really? Or oh, yeah. It, two things, without a helmet or without sun cream. If I could come home and to Dad and go, look, I just killed three people, he'd be like, yeah, but you look a bit sunburned. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you not wear sun cream? <laughs> You'd lose it. Anyway, uh, yeah, nah, mowing the lawn at home. This is from Eels Muzz. You know how you might be driving around the suburbs and see the lady of the house out mowing the lawn? Massive yeah, nah to the bloke who lets his missus mow the lawn. Setting a poor example? No. Nah. I don't know. 2022? Nah, no. Nah, nah. I think I, they should play on. Absolutely. Play on. I wish my missus would mow the lawn. Mm. But yeah, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I disagree.
2: What if she's mowing the lawn and you're like cleaning the pool and already started drinking gas? It's a win-win Drink situation.
5: <laughs> if you're drinking gas, mate. You know, and the barbecue's
2: <laughs> on. You go, love, can you mow the front while I start the barbie, open schooners <laughs> love, and, and clean the pool?
4: I've seen... Are you allowed to say love anymore? You there are. You oh, okay. I don't think you when you're talking about cleaning pool areas you can say... Love mow the front because I think I think that's a movie you can download that one. <laughs> I've never never seen him in my no. life. What,
2: what
3: are
4: they? Um, no. Okay. Yeah. Nah. if you got your yeah, nah, message them in 457736736 five seven seven three six seven three six. We're gonna take another break. We'll be back with more.
3: Bred with over one hundred years of innovation, Toro's mowers are ready to charge through any job. This is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis.
4: Well, it's the Professor and Dougie Bollinger this morning. I must say, Kibo, I do like the choice of music for this show. Mm. The old Is it House of Pain? Jump Around? Mm. Yeah. Oh, geez, that's a good song. Back when I had an undercut. Did you have an undercut? Had I was never was allowed to get ripper. one. Mum and Dad didn't let me get one. I'm really What's ripping an undercut? into today. It's where, you know, we have it all shaved
2: underneath and then the ponytail on top.
4: Really? Yeah. Undercuts were big. We're both 41. Big. Undercuts <laughs> oh. were big. Yep.
2: So you had a ponytail on top <laughs> and then just all shaved under here. I'll come back at some point, don't worry.
5: See, I was hoping this would happen when we brought this partnership together. You have Barney, but you also now have Dougie. And I'm looking at you guys very similar. You, Roger, you have a beard. <gasps> I've got a, I've got a year now. No anyway, I've got a year now. Just <laughs> to go with this. Anyway, Stop keep it fin- No, 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 no. Go, go. no. He's hot. He's hot. <laughs> no, no, you finish yours.
2: I was at Winston Hill Shopping Center, Big W, the other day. Yeah. Bought myself a pair of volleys, $36. Oh, my. I still bought them, but then they're, they're great. Yeah. They're blue and red. Nah. Um, uh, anyway, keep going no, with your No, I'm with
4: Volley's 36. That's inflation. And hey, shoes are like eight bucks. Yeah, I know. If you have to, like, maybe, do they use particular things to show inflation? <laughs> do they go, look at the volleys. They were 12 bucks. Fast forward, they're now 30. I think roofers well, still wear them. They do. Mm. And great for tennis on um, the where it's the astro turf, and you've got the sand. <laughs> Did you always say wear roofers? a volley. Yeah, roofers. Roofers, roofers. Is, yeah. Because, yeah. well,
5: I mean, the epitome of fashion has always been the roofing community. <laughs> you know, whatever they're wearing down below, you know.
4: They've always got good tans. They do, non
2: slip Anyway, finish your story. Keep going.
5: I was just saying this is a great partnership. Oh, you now good. found out that you're both 41. You've both got the same haircut. <laughs> and we you, do. You,
4: you're 41. I am. I'm a big left-arm fast bowler mm. as well. <laughs> yeah. mm. I was. Do you like horse racing as well? <laughs> love it, mate. Love it. Oh, well, this is a match
5: made in heaven. <laughs>
4: we love comedy. Oh comedy, mate, we had, reading. What is your favourite comedian? <laughs> Mine. Mm. Um, I'm a big Zach Galifianakis fan. I, I love Stephen Colbert mm. um, as in the host of Late Night. I think he's yeah. – I loved – I used to follow him way back when, when he was a correspondent on the Daily Show, and yep. have sort of followed him through. And then when he had the Colbert Report, and now I'm a big Stephen Colbert fan. Um, mate, the they're coming in the year nars boys. Big Stoin wears a thousand dollar Balenciaga Crocs from Matt Balan.
5: Yeah, well,
4: Balenciaga is that a I
5: sorry no Matt? Idea. That might is that yeah. some
4: sort of fashion label? I don't know. Is that true?
5: Thousand we dollars. We wear volleys here, so yes. get that $1,000, whatever that is, out
4: of here.
2: Volley's mowing the lawn. Crocs.
4: So I guess cricketers wear crocs. Apparently. Uh, I, I didn't. Another one's coming here. 341 has said Marvel Stadium was booked for Moto X and they wouldn't have been able to get it ready for the cricket in time. Way to put facts into the story, mate. Just, like just let us rant. You don't need to tell us. Okay. right Well, you know what they could have done? They could have halved it. Moto, yeah. Moto X on one side, Australia v England on the they other. Could have ridden a motorbike into bowl, mate. Anyway, people coming in. <laughs> got the got the wrong. Something about uh, you here on the text, Prof. Your parents sound really strict. Were they happy when you went into comedy? That's from Matt. My parents weren't strict. They were just incredibly sensible. Very, sen- they still are very sensible people. Everything's about being sensible. Um. I don't know how pumped they were for me to go into comedy. Um, I come from um, my older sister is is a hydrogeologist, and uh, my older brothers a emergency doctor. And what's a hydrogeologist like? Oh, mate. putting <laughs> hydrology rocks, rocks and water. Rocks and water. I've asked her a thousand times what she does, and I <laughs> <laughs> uh, she loses me. So, and then my both my younger sisters are very intelligent as well. So to answer that. Yes,
2: they are disappointed in me. So you're the Jan Brady of the family.
4: Did Jan get into comedy?
3: Did she do rugby league? She was just
4: middle and (laughs) turned into a serial killer, didn't she? Yeah, that's me. (laughs) That is me. It's Saturday morning, Noah's Club. (laughs) We'll be back with more.
3: Bred with over 100 years of innovation, Toro's mowers are ready to charge through any job. This is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis.
4: Adam Peacock and, and Nick Davis have this sort of fun that we're having, boys. Jeez, we're... Doug, you're on your phone, mate. Come on, we're... No, I'm just <laughs> still working, mate. I'm, you know, Are you still getting messages? Sorry, when there's Doug a...
2: Bollinger that you're hearing. Spinning plates one side, splitting plates the other. Doug runs a... It's a... Grass business. Let's just say successful business. Name it again, Doug. Let's <laughs> get it your Green Lawn Care. What's the number? one eight hundred two four five nine double five.
4: 245 955 And he's currently taking questions from people just, what's the height of grass? Like, what am I putting on my winter grass? You know, I've yep. got my onion weed coming through. And Doug's, on- you're on you it all, mate. good then. That Thank was good. You. Yeah. I'm, you know, I never thought I'd get into my grass. I'm actually a member of a WhatsApp group called Lawn and Order. Okay, and and it's me, and, me and two other mates that You and I've Olivia Benson? <laughs> I wish uh, No, and we It's Oh man, I can't believe I'm saying this on it. It's just grass chat yep. And one of the three of us has the most magnificent lawn mm-hmm. And the other two of us are just battlers Anyway, it's great I'm really glad I <laughs> met you, Doug um, 0457736736 is the text line We've had one come in I'm a roofer and absolutely hate follies Air Max all the way On a roof right now Brad from Barrera. G'day, Brad. I hope you're working. I hope you're not just sitting on the roof. What do you reckon? I'm pretty sure he works hard. Bit of news, and we'll be back. (laughs)
3: With over 100 years of innovation. Toro's mowers are ready to charge through any job. Welcome to the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEM with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis.
4: Well, it's the professor and uh <laughs> Dougie Bollinger. We're into the third hour. This is ripping through, Dougie. I'm I like it. Having an absolute blast. Do you want to do another three hours? Uh no. Okay. Uh, yeah,
2: nah, yeah, yeah nah, nah, nah. <laughs> What's on the Savo, Dougie? You? Uh, I don't know. I'll probably just stay home. That sounds good to me. Yeah. That sounds delightful. Bought a case of Coronas and might get a lime and just indulge in On that. a day like this. Mm. Oh
4: my goodness, man. Put the deck chair out. Just have some fun. Deck chair? Did I say deutsche? Okay. De- <laughs> deck chair. Um, now it's time for our second special guest this morning uh, from Stan Sports Rugby Coverage. Um, it's the great Morgan Tiranoui. Are you there, Morgan? morning, gents. How are we? Very well, thanks,
0: mate. How are you? Not too bad. Sounds like I'm going to try and duck over to Dougie's place for a couple of days. Yeah, mate, you're uh, more than
2: welcome. You're more than welcome. Yeah, mate,
4: everyone's welcome. Everyone's welcome.
2: My wife's wife's mowing the lawn now and I'll just clean the pool.
4: (laughs) (laughs) How's your lawn, Morgan? Do you need any help? Dougie's handing out some good
0: tips this morning. Not too bad. I need some weeding done, actually, if you want to come around. I can put a few more beers on. Oh, good. good.
2: Tell us, how's rugby going, (laughs) Morg?
4: Sounds like a bloke doesn't want to be doing any weeding. Uh, Big game tomorrow morning. The Wallabies taking on Scotland. What's your take on it? Who's going to win this one? Well, you asked
0: the question, how's rugby going? This is probably the big barometer. Wallabies have Scotland. Uh, They're missing sort of four or five, some of their sort of top 25 players because this is outside the normal test window uh, as are the Wallabies of course you know guys like Marika Korenbetty back in Japan this is a really good barometer of where the Wallabies are really at can they go to Europe in different conditions in November over there and win in the kind of rugby it'll take this is a this is where you'll find out how this Wallabies team are really tracking on a five test uh, tour of the Northern Hemisphere starting tonight. Now have you played you would have played at Murrayfield right? In front of. Yeah, we had a few good tours as well. look, it's, a gr- it's not a bad tour. And, and sure, I know, Dougie, you've got the best tours of cricket tours, but this one's not bad because they're going to Edinburgh, Florence, Paris. Dublin, Cardiff. Shocking tour. To Shocking. You know what I mean? <laughs> How are you You've concentrating? have got a couple of wins behind you. It's yeah. a lot more fun. So that, that's going to be... Look, Murrayfield, look, what you assume is going to be cold. It can be sort of those crisp, clear afternoons. And you you sort of think of November up north and it always being wet. But often in the afternoon, the conditions aren't too bad. Um, but it's always, you know, the set-piece-oriented physical battle. Yeah. Be at yeah. every game. in Scotland Scotland actually play... A fair bit of good rugby. Dave Rennie coached in Scotland. So they have a similar style, actually, to the Wallabies, Funny enough. So there will be some good rugby play, too.
4: Now, uh, Michael Hooper, back in the side. That's got to give him a big boost before this game.
0: It certainly, yeah, it certainly does. I was lucky enough to have a chat to Hoops at their last training session. He, just, he was in a happy place. And the energy of everyone else just seeing him back in there mm. uh, is great. I think they've done the right thing. I think if you're going to pick Michael Hooper to go on tour, you just throw him in straight away. Well, that, uh, the those, leadership, even though he's not the captain, is, is important.
2: Well, those kind of players and leaders are infectious, aren't they? They, they always get you to lift a lot, a lot longer. And the time out of the game was probably good for him because, did I understand, he just had a, a, a child. They, so, yeah, they, they, he, he's just had a little baby. Which, and it's, it's good to
5: have yeah, that backing behind you, yeah, yep.
4: which
0: we 100%. all know. First is... baby this year. He actually got a really bad head knock this year uh, in Super Rugby as well. A couple of those sort of things. You know, you get a little bit older, you get a little bit more circumspect. So a few things changed in his life, but he came in with energy into camp when I saw him, and and, and throwing him into the fray, he's probably not an impact player, you just let him go, and if he runs out of pass in about 50-minute mark, the Wallabies actually have a great guy on the bench who played very well in his absence, Pete Samu, he'll be able to come on and finish, um, remembering that Michael Hoover hasn't played since July against England.
4: How do you reckon when they tell him to come off? Do you think he'll be all right? Or will <laughs> no, he crack the That's shits? what his hearing might not be working. Yeah, I don't, he's not used to
0: ever getting a rest. He, sometimes he gets two minutes rest at the end when the game's won or lost. but yeah, that's um, right. yeah, They might have to drag him off. Is there
2: someone that with this tour coming up, someone that you're really looking forward to? That's got an opportunity or gets an opportunity to really put their foot down to say, right, I'm, I want to make this squad. I want to make this team. Here, you know, here I am to play. Is there someone you, you're really looking forward to?
0: Yeah, there's a handful. Probably tonight, the two ones, one the two Queensland guys. Tate McDermott, who's been in sort of the fight with Nick White and Jake Gordon for the two number nine spots, half-back spots, either starting or off the bench. And he's sort of been the third string in that fight. He gets first chance. He's an exciting player likes to have a run, likes to get out and challenge defences. And there's a guy in number 23 called Jock Campbell, who's been playing a lot of fullback for the Reds over the last couple of years in Super Rugby, but can play lots of positions. He's just an out-and-out footballer. They're the guys who opportunity probably knocks for tonight.
4: Now, in the opposing side, in the Scottish team, um, there's an ex-Wallaby playing, Jack Dempsey. Uh, How will the Wallabies treat him? Let's, you know, it is 2022 and everybody that plays football are mates. But will they hold back on him or will they genuinely try and rough him up?
0: Oh, they certainly will. Of course he will. It's definitely a guy who will play against lots of old teammates. Jack Dempsey, great servant for the Gordon Club in Sydney, great player for the Waratahs, and has played a few tests for the Wallabies. It's a really strange one with the, sort of a change in the international test rugby playing laws around being able to play for a second uh, team. We haven't seen it really for the last 20 or 30 years in rugby. Um, and so, oh, look, I think the welcome hopefully will be disciplined but it will be willing. I think, you know, anything below the armpits, they should be having a genuine crack at that rib cage area just to say, you know what? Maybe you couldn't hack it with us and if you want to go and play for another team, there's a price to be paid. I like That's it. I like it.
4: Yeah. <laughs> uh, mate, I went to Murrayfield in 2017 and I took my father-in-law, who Is a Glaswegian, and I bought tickets thinking that I could go there and watch the great Australian team absolutely pump his Scottish team. And we lost 53-24. <laughs> So I'm just... You're not going tonight, are you? No, no, I'm not. I want to guarantee from you that, that I can, tomorrow morning, send some sort of text message to him saying, look, sucked in, we smashed out.
0: What are our chances? Well, if you've seen the Wallabies play, you know, the one thing you can't do is guarantee anything. Look, I think we're, <laughs> truthfully, I think we're in a good spot. And mm. You know what? If we're a, 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 the team we think we want to be, if we're a team that, while we're on a good side of the draw in the World Cup next year, that can challenge, at least into the semifinals... We need to win this game tonight. This is sets up a tour. It's a great gauge of where we're at. The Wallabies should be a better rugby playing nation and team than Scotland. So expectations there, and I think they can deliver for you. Get that text in the draft.
4: Ready to send because we're ranked ninth at the moment, aren't we? And the Scots are sixth. Which, really? Yeah, yeah,
0: lots of those are. Lots of those are. You know, we played. I think in the last three years we've played New Zealand seven times. It doesn't help you play in the past. Nah, <laughs> No, yeah, it help you play nation in the history of the game every second week it seems. But look, it's it's around travel. It's around. You know, you, you don't lose as many points for losing away as you do at home, mm-hmm. but you get more points for winning away. So, uh, you know, if they win two or three matches on this end of season two, that's worth a lot in rankings. They can be coming home sixth or seventh in the world. So, and and what we have seen. Is especially in the top 10 anyone can beat anyone on any given day the wallabies have beaten new zealand beaten france uh, beaten england these are all teams that are going to go deep into a world cup beaten south africa they're all the favorites apart from ireland for the world cup so on any given day uh, the wallabies can win our issue of course has been consistency
2: well you'd think you'd say the all blacks are beatable now wouldn't you you'd say they've kind of come back to the field yeah, a bit now the, but the
0: fact they lost that well, series well, to ireland it. <laughs> <laughs> you don't say it loudly, but you, right. you know what, when, you, yeah, when you're planning through the week, you're looking at opportunities, you say, yes, we're a chance. What you know if you're the Wallabies team, if you're not up at 100%, if you're not playing mm. to your absolute best, then you'll get beaten. You have to play at your absolute best, and you need to create enough pressure that they don't, and then you're in the game.
4: Now, just so I know, that French referee is not anywhere near any of our tour <laughs> matches,
2: is he? Oh,
0: unfortunately, I've seen the scheduling. You might see him pop up. Oh. If you get up at 3am, you might see him.
2: <laughs> now, we've got a text here, Morgs <laughs> It says, can you ask Morgs what he thinks of Lane Morgan starting at half for the Wallaroos? Who will take the points, Grace Hamilton or Sarah Hunter, in the battle of the number
0: eights? Cheers, Husey, at 96. Okay, well, there's a couple of... So, this is the probably the shock selection in the Wallaroos team. Uh, what they've done is they've Ili Batabasanga has been look, the stalwart, the most consistently picked number nine for for years for the Wallaroos, and they've gone to May Morgan. And I think maybe just to put a bit more speed into the game, I think that's the only way I can sort of consider it. I, I, was, I was surprised, put it that way. Ili has started in all the crucial matches around qualifying for this World Cup quarterfinal, which will be tomorrow. You can tune in from 11 a.m. on Stan Sport for that one. Um, that that's a bit real surprise, but I'm thinking just a bit younger, a bit bit more pace perhaps on the ball, getting to the ball, uh, maybe some some quicker support play. The other side of it, Sarah Hunter becomes the most capped uh, player in the history of women's rugby. I think it's 139, 138 test something like that. Oh, I'm a Grace Hamilton fan. She's our number eight. She's our former captain. Uh, she only had 30 carries last week. She absolutely gets the Wallaroos over the over the game line. This is the biggest test. In rugby in the world, men, women, 7s, 15s. England, there are uh, 28 wins in a row. So it's a big oh, challenge. Wow. And if the Wallaroos are any chance, then Grace wow. Hamilton needs to lead them around the park. That's great.
4: Now, Morgs, I do want to ask you, 3.30am for Australia v Scotland, do you stay up, go through, or do you set
0: the alarm? If you're at my joint oh. morgues, we'll stay up, mate. <laughs> well, a lot will depend on how the quaddy goes this afternoon. <laughs> to be honest, we could be celebrating. No, look, I'll have a sleep. Uh, this afternoon, there's a fair bit going on. The, the uh, All Blacks are playing Japan. The quarterfinals, the first couple of quarterfinals of the Women's World Cup are on. Uh, so, there's plenty of rugby on to have a quick look at this afternoon. I'll have a keep. I'll set about eight alarms because I'm always scared of, you know, that moment when you wake up, you miss your alarm, and hopefully the wallabies haven't kicked off because I've slept through it. So, uh, I've got a heap of alarms ready to go just to make sure I don't sleep through. But then you smash a couple of coffees and you do your best.
2: <laughs> well, speaking of that, what do you like today, mate, just to finish off?
0: Oh, I'm, I'm a bit, I'm, I'm on the Godolphin crew today. I think yep. In Secret yep. can win the Coolmore. Um, I think that light infantry might. I'm a bit boring. Some of these are favourites. I think that light infantry is probably the best. Probably the best horse I've seen at the moment. The, with what it's brought over from overseas, it could be way too good. So, a couple of boring favourites. And I didn't. I didn't mind. I backed that Pericles last start, thinking it might be too good for Berkeley Square in the Derby, and I probably have to not jump off it again. So, if James Cummings and Godolphin have a good day, I'm having a good day.
4: Well, I think we'll let Morgan go here. He's uh, he's done enough stuff I need for rest, us. Boys. You do need some rest. from the coronas. I better
0: make sure I'm good for three hours. Good yeah, man. Go
4: the mighty Wallabies and the mighty Wallaroos. Thanks, Morgan. Chat to you soon. Thanks, boys. Um, there you go, Morgan Tirinui from Stan Sport. They've got all the women's rugby world cup and they've got the spring tour. The uh, Wallabies over there. So make sure you get your Stan Sport. Uh, Steve is. We've just lost Steve. He had a year nah. Um I'll. Uh, well, you know what. My year nah is when you lose a caller when you're on radio. Is that a year nah? nah? Yeah. Nah. <laughs> nah, all right, we're going to take a break. We'll be back with more.
3: Bred with over 100 years of innovation, Toro's mowers are ready to charge through any job. This is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. Yes,
4: Saturday Morning Mowers Club, it's actually the professor and Doug Bollinger are having a wonderful morning. Now, Steve from Cronulla's called in with a year nah. What's a year nah, Steve?
0: Boys, A-Team, how are we? I heard you're rapping this morning, no shoes and no shirt in public outside the beach car park.
4: Yes, yes. I
0: was in a, a Woolworths supermarket this morning, two suburbs from Cronulla Beach, and that Instagram model was there. She had the uh, bikini top on with the white skirt. She actually had three three thongs on, not two, if you know what I mean. Yes. And uh, she's in the org- organic food section. I can't believe how many middle-aged men that have never bought organic food <laughs> were interested this morning in organic food. And uh, I was looking at the eyes, the oncoming eyes in the supermarket of the women versus the men. And um, let's just say they had different altitudes.
4: Right. But, sounds like, um, it was sounds really like, interesting. Yeah. Sounds like you were in there a long time. <laughs> so probably longer than required. Well, But you was it more of a sort well, of a, a test for you?
1: I was flying solo, and my
6: trolley had a lock, and it just locked on her, and it kept following her for a couple mm, of minutes. Been there,
4: done that. I'm,
0: she looked
4: You're coming off a bit pervy, she Steve. Like she, <laughs> well,
0: no, I mean, I think she'd spent ten grand aside, and she was
4: happy for everyone to know it. Okay, fair enough, yeah, mate. Um, well, stay Steve, aggressive, Steve. Yeah, stay aggressive. and don't don't ever say your surname on air. <laughs> Thank you, Steve. Um, now, there's another segment here, Gibbo, which you need to explain to me. Obviously, you do it with the P-Man and um, yeah, Nick Davis. do yourself a favour. How does that work?
5: Well, do yourself this, a this is a good one. Can Don't we... go to yeah, Woolworths yeah. with that <laughs> bloke. <laughs> <laughs> Stay away from that Woolworths. Uh, yeah, that – you know, you, you sort of – you talk to him out the back and you think, oh, yeah, he's – I think he was all right. He was all right. I think that that
2: just made his day. Absolutely.
5: (laughs) How (laughs) Would it not have been? Do
4: yourself a favour.
5: Okay, so do yourself a favour. This one's a good one because I don't Mm. really have to explain very much. It's all in the title. Do yourself a favour. So uh, a recommendation, maybe a movie that you've seen, a TV show, or a book that you've read, or a podcast, anything like that. So... 0457 736 736. If you do have any recommendations, I mean, look, the weather is pretty great outside in Sydney. It's great outside up in Brisbane and on the Gold Coast, it's always glorious. I've got one for you. I've watched uh, on Netflix last night, The Captain. So sports docos are huge right now. Everyone knows that. But it follows uh, six different captains as they try and qualify for the FIFA World Cup. So you've got wow. Luka, you've got Luka Modric in the Croatian side, Thiago Silva for Brazil, and then you've got the captain of the Lebanese football side, the captain of the Vanuatu side, and my personal favourite—I think his name—it's oh, not my personal favourite—Andre Blake. He's the Jamaican, the Jamaican captain, cool. so the Reggae yeah, Panthers. Wow. So it, it pretty much follows their journey through. Now most of those teams that I rattled off, I, I believe aren't r- highly ranked, so they're probably not going to make it. So, yeah. yeah, they they follow in the games. You've got sort of behind-the-scenes footage of, you know, Jamaica playing a qualifying yeah. match. So oh, I found it really interesting. There's eight episodes, and I'm, I'm two episodes in. And I love – I'm a sucker for a sports stalker. So, yeah, Captain on Netflix. You know, that's
4: very funny because yesterday I was on with Joel for the run home, and Brooksy, Nathan, was talking about – how the Bulldogs don't have a captain now that Josh Jackson has retired, ah. and so he started talking about in preseason how you'll have all these people vying to be captain, and so we came up with a reality show called The Captain. The captain. Oh, and the captain. We
5: didn't realise it already existed. Simpsons did it, yeah. <laughs> but
4: yeah. yeah, you're bang. And to be honest, the Bulldogs vying for a captain doesn't sound quite as exciting. As, as Brazil. Um, <laughs> as Brazil. <laughs> um, yeah, Matt Burton, do you chuck him in there? Anyway.
5: Yeah, um, I, I reckon so. I, hmm. I wouldn't – I think Reid Marnie is a good option. Yeah, so.
4: I went against the Reid Marnie yep. because I don't think it ever works well player walking in for the first time into a club and being captain. Okay. What and about we Adam at the Brisbane Broncos. Well, what this happened year. to that? They fell, off, mate. Well, they
5: fell off they fell off. They fell off because Paddy Carrigan got suspended and they lost six games on the slide. Yeah, the but start. you can't yeah. you can't
4: blame one player being suspended. True. Reynolds lost control. Yeah. Do you reckon? Well, well my two examples were Mitch Pierce at Newcastle. Do you reckon he lost yep. control
2: or he's just injured by the end?
4: Uh oh, yeah, yeah, maybe he's getting old. Uh and my other example was James Tarmo at the Tigers. I I don't think somebody coming in should ever be captain. Maybe give him mm-hmm. one season. Yep.
5: Yeah. I agree with the Mitchell Pierce at the Knights, like fair enough. Oh, sorry, but the Tigers, James Tarmel. I think that club you could have appointed anyone captain, and they weren't going to go up. Uh, a left field example, and yep. he's he's really out on the left field. <laughs> will be Josh Addo Carr. I, I
4: tossed
2: him I out. don't think that's left field. Because he comes from a winning culture.
5: Absolutely. He knows how it and works. It's I, good. I think we've seen a few mic'd up pieces from Fox this year. And, and you see how vocal he is. And a lot of people are going to say, oh, what's the winger doing? What's the winger doing, captain? Mate. Mate, if you're a leader in that club and you lead on the training paddock with what you say, you lead people on the field listen. by your actions. And, and, and I sort of thought that. I thought, you know, what's this winger?
4: Mate, what saying. But, greatest mind in our game, Wayne Bennett. Guess winger. what position he played.
5: Winger. Was winger. Craig Bellamy a winger as well?
4: Uh, I don't think so. No, he was he in the second centre, row. Centre, wasn't he he? No, he st- was yeah. a lock, wasn't he? Uh, I can't. Let's look it up. Yeah, the big shoulder pads. Yeah, he did. Mm. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Wayne Bennett was a winger. Yeah. Very similar no. personality to Josh Haddock.
5: I can see that. I
4: reckon <laughs> you're right, mate.
2: Yeah.
5: If
4: you're a leader, it doesn't matter.
5: Yeah.
2: Doesn't matter what you do. Doesn't matter where you play. Even on the wing,
4: you still see all the game anyway. Yeah, and what's the difference between a winger and a fullback? You know
5: what I mean? Yeah, no.
4: Sounds like a bloke that hasn't played at a decent <laughs> level.
5: But you played at a decent ba- level. Thank you, mate. Professor, you played at a yeah. decent level. Arrive Live Cup, I believe. It was Commonwealth Bank Cup <laughs> back then. <laughs> oh, was it? That yeah. used to be good, yeah. Yeah,
4: and I, I scored a try against This i who? I used to run it on TV every week.
5: St. Eddies, who were they? Are they That's the...
4: Gosford, yeah. so Central Coast for people outside of New South Wales, and we were St. Augustine's Brookvale, so Northern Beaches near Manly. We played at Brookvale Oval, and, well, this actual game was at Parramatta Stadium. They, they used to play them all the time there, yeah. Yeah, and I, um, like five minutes in, bomb went up. I leapt through, took, you know, <laughs> arguably the greatest catch by a winger in schoolboy Boy, rugby league yeah. ever. I didn't say it. Andrew Voss and Blocker Rope said it, right? And scored the try, and then we lost 40-4. to four. That does not does matter. That <laughs>
5: does not say. Is,
4: when, Is, we, yeah, when we tuned in on the Saturday morning, I gathered the whole family around. Because <laughs> you, you used to play it on the yeah. Friday, I think, and they telecast it on the Saturday morning. And so try happened, and then I just got up and just cause back in those days before remote control, I just turned the telly off, and when that's it, that's all we need to know. They're like, well, what happened? What happened? I said, that's, it was 4-0 the rest of the game. That's all that mattered. Well, I can
5: imagine in cricket, it's a similar thing, Dougie. Like maybe your team gets smashed. Mm. And the batters can't, you know, score any runs, but you've taken a fifer. So at the end of yeah, the day, game on, like, mate. I'm still having celebratory beers at the end of the game. That's for sure. sure. Isn't that the sure. beauty
4: of cricket though? That it's like this individual sport within yeah. a team sport. So three, two, ones, Bollinger. Bollinger.
5: Yeah. Bollinger. <laughs> I thought that was the batter's scorecard. <laughs>
4: yeah.
5: uh, so do yourself a favor. Sorry, we've uh, we well, have show. the captain on Netflix. Okay. That was mine, Dougie. Yep.
2: Um, I think there, I was just saying before off here. There's a there's like a documentary slash show on Stan. I think it is on the on the comedy store that Mitzi, uh, Mitzi used to run in Hollywood, where all the Jim Carries and yes, very Prize. I, I found Angeles. that
4: very. Well, all the big names came through there, right? Yeah, I found
2: out how much of a debauchery it was, then it went down, now it's back, and I, I thought that was great. And I think in general today, the sun's out, haven't seen it in three years, get mowing, get clean in the pool, get the boo- boobie on, get the barbecue on. <laughs> get the barbecue on, the oh, the get, get buddy. See, Steve from, Steve from <laughs> <laughs> hey,
5: Steve. Get the Get the <laughs> barbie on, <laughs> you dirtbag.
2: <laughs> well, his nickname uh, DB,
4: isn't uh, it? My name's
2: Daryl uh, Braithwaite.
4: <laughs> um, <laughs> just get outside. I'm with you. Yeah. Does it have to be a film or a book or something? Can I yeah, recommend a, a restaurant?
5: Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is this a
4: plug? No, it's not a play. I, I'm sick for Mexican, right? Just, and if you know me, oh, I'm just sick for it. And <laughs> a particular type of Mexican I like is Californian Mexican, which is slightly different um, than Mexican Mexican. And there's a little joint near me called Muchachos. Yep. And do yourself a favor get down there and have the green chili beef burrito it will change your life is that,
5: is that what this segment is guy? Yeah, i think so Mate, i mean but what I like about it. um what about for our audience up in queensland on senq at is 1620 there a... gold coast uh is there a muchacho's at miami perhaps
4: um yeah more well, if there's not then we should be looking at opening one yeah. maybe the three of us could invest <laughs> in a muchachos <laughs> right. i think it there was two of them and i think there's only one Good name now. too oh, Good name. It's, it's a it's a californian american
5: what would our um jobs say if we did end up Making this uh, Mexican restaurant out of the three of us here, what what roles are
3: individuals well, taking?
4: Well, um, hipsters, they're on condiments.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> Would you like some guac? Yeah, yeah.
3: You're on the this is yeah. organic. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> organic tomatoes. <laughs> um, I'd, like, be, I'd be making. Mojitos.
4: You're you're at the bar. You're you're the cook, mate. (laughs) I'm in. You're in your crocs. You're out the back.
5: (laughs) And, uh, Professor, you're doing the... Front of house. Front of house. (laughs) I was thinking stand-up comedy. In the corner? Well, that'd be a part of the front (laughs) of house. I'd be seating
4: people. (laughs) Come on, let's... (laughs) uh, uh,
5: We'd have a laugh.
2: I think we need one more person. (laughs) I don't know who, but... Who? I don't
4: know.
5: What are you looking for? Stephen O'Keefe. Cook.
4: Get the front. (laughs) What about Sock? Your mates, he works here. Yeah, he can work beyond the bar. Yeah. Well it'll oh, be in front of the know, bar he it'll he? be, <laughs> yeah. be under the bar. <laughs> All right, Machu, where are we doing Miami?
5: Miami, yeah. So we got Miami for the 1620 on the Gold Coast and let's go Sunnybank for 693 SENQ. Okay,
4: so two Machachas. We are going to need more people.
5: Well, we got Sock Oh, okay, so if you've got a, <laughs> right. are we
4: asking people to ring in with do yourself a favors?
5: Do yeah, they do, do we, that? Oh, where they want to work in the Machachos as well. Where, <laughs> whatever. <you>
4: to... <laughs> Zero four five seven seven three six seven three six. Surely you've got. I mean, it is a little eatery, right? It's a funny yeah. little thing near me. Yep. Surely there's something near you that is just your go to where you. Ah, just... uh, yeah,
2: it's a place in Rouse Hill called Barbara's. What does Barbara do?
4: Oh, everything. Veal, pizza.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay. I <laughs> hey, hey, just got that then,
5: Steve. Rewind,
2: Steve. Rewind, rewind. Okay. No, but Barbara's uh, like an Italian,
4: <laughs> Italian pizza pasta joint. Great. It's Barbaras. unreal. Okay. It's beautiful. And can yeah. we, I mean, could we do a Barbara's in Miami? Is that the type of thing that's. <laughs> I think there's a couple of barbers in right now. I went, I went to a barber on the Gold Coast of barber. <laughs> is right. there
5: There's one near you, is there, Gibbo? What's your yeah. go to? Uh, ooh, that's a good question. I, I probably like the pub right near me, actually. If I yeah. can take it away from food. Uh, one of our big listeners, he actually runs the bottle shop there at the pub that I always go to. So it's, you know it's the awesome. owner
4: of that pub is my son's soccer coach.
5: The, the new owner? Yeah. Oh, I, well, we, this is going to be a talk off air. But, yeah, the Harbour Hilton. <laughs> no,
4: let's uh, do it on air. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's been we've done everything else been on shocking air. Been a six Mate, minutes. he's a lovely man, and he's a great soccer coach. Is um, he? oh. Well, he's coaching under sixes. It's not easy.
5: Well, uh, if he can, next time you mention it. Oh, no, him, mate, I'm not watching. getting you anything <laughs> free. <laughs> no, 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 nothing free. It's completely the opposite. So this place, I want to tell you. Tell we, me. It used to be it used to be not a dive, but it was right near the beach, and beers were pretty cheap. Like, it was yeah. like $6.50 for a rushes.
4: It's cool. an institution. It,
5: now, That and that was cool, and you could yeah. sort of walk straight out off the street into the smoker's area, right into the beer garden. No,
2: cool. No yeah, yeah, yeah.
5: Now, oh, mate, they did renovations. Two years it took them. Bears are now $8, even though I've got a members card, but you know, and it's busy, the lines are busy. Are
4: you slagging yeah. them off? I'm not slagging them off. No, you know what? No,
2: rap. no, you know what he sounds like? He sounds sounds like the perfect local.
4: Yes, or like like the equivalent is at uh, uh the you Newport. Know. I don't know if I should be saying <laughs> this one or on <laughs> yeah, say it on Ed. The Newport when they stop letting people wear hive's in uh, the in Seriously? The, yeah. yeah, so my in, uncle. So in tra- he loves it and he, he wears a bit of high, and they So he now has to wear a jumper. Oh, uh, mate. Nah, mate. Yeah, yeah nah. nah. Yeah. Nah. nah, <laughs> nah. nah. I,
2: I think you're taking – you take. this is my segment here now. <laughs> oh, yeah. no, I think take, we've got to take a break <laughs> here. You you're know? taking you're character gonna... away.
4: Yeah. Plain and simple. I'm with you. All right. Let's take a break. We'll be back. Mowers Club, you've got the professor and you've got Doug Bollinger. It's time for our final wonderful guest this morning. It's the great
6: Noddy Brett Kamala. You there, Noddy? Good morning, man. How are you going? Very well, thanks. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Good, thank you. I was actually with Nick the other night at an SEN function, and he talked about the Mowers Club, so I'm actually doing the Mowers Club on a Saturday morning.
4: Yes, good. without Nick, sadly. Sorry about that. Without, don't, Nick. don't need him, mate. Yeah.
6: <laughs> don't need No, you, you two great men can, can take the reins and be, do a much better
4: show. Oh, I'm sure. Well, it might just be a one-off, but that's okay. <laughs> we're, we're having fun. <laughs> now, Noddy, how are your sleeping patterns? Have you been getting up very early to watch these Rugby League World Cup games?
6: Uh, no, I haven't. Unfortunately, I've actually, um, obviously, with the um, the learning curve of being an interim head coach for twelve weeks, learnt how life consuming that all is. So, I'm actually enjoying sleeping at the moment. I'm actually enjoying having a life and um, playing a little bit of golf. So, I haven't actually watched mm-hmm. a heap of um, World Cup at the moment.
3: Mate, talk to
4: us about that twelve mm-hmm. weeks as an NRL head coach. Have you got PTSD since? Is was it was it a difficult, difficult thing.
6: Uh, difficult in the way of like, obviously, you know, you can't can't turn your head off. You can't um, just you know go to training or go to work and come home and then just be at home with your family. So it was life consuming. I say to people, it was a little bit brutal. Uh, it hasn't pushed me away from wanting to coach. I still certainly love uh, love rugby league, love wanting to be a part of a football club and, and, and coaching. So it was a big learning curve for. Um, how hard it is to be successful, um, what you need to do to be successful, and obviously, you know, it was a great opportunity that the, the, the board and the, the chairman offered me, a, obviously, in the West Tigers to be their interim head coach for twelve weeks, and uh, and I learned learned plenty, but um, yeah, so you know, I I I think if you think about um, obviously massive decisions, it's a business. Obviously, rugby league is a business. So obviously, and then you need to uh, recruit well, have good players, have no injuries. You know, Penrith. I look at Penrith, I look at what they've done the last couple of years, literally every kid's come through the system and, and made their debut at Penrith, but also they've had very minimal injuries and they've turned them into very, very good players. So, um, you know, hopefully we're on that journey. The West Tigers, I'm a part of our Pathways coaching manager. We had good success in, um, obviously, the women's program last year and the, and the Howard Matthews program for West.
2: So is that is that a lot of what you're doing now, mate, with, with outside of footy, just trying to get your plays in, trying to get your programs in, trying to get all your plays you're after? Is that just basically what you're preparing for next season?
6: Yeah, I, I think, you know, you obviously can't just – you can't change a lot of the things in-season. So a lot of the off-season is about um, your roster, your staff, your training program, your development. Um, Senior-wise, obviously, they – probably don't need a heap of development. They're probably pretty good players when you buy them or recruit them or turn them into that. And obviously, about those fitness levels and, and your shape and your structure, so you can believe in it when pressure's on. But with the kids' type of thing, I think the more coaching you can do and the more um, athleticism you can create for them, um, then obviously the the more development you get into it into the kids. So it's probably different from juniors to seniors. But um,
0: uh,
6: yeah, obviously that's what an off-season... I, I, I did some commentary with Steve's Anthony Seabold there um, in the semi-finals, and I thought one year would be long enough to put your programs in place, and he thought it takes two off-seasons for an NRL club to put their programs in place. So it's certainly um, – and you know, Doug, obviously, you can't just go out and just play cricket and play, play the style of cricket you want to play with your game plan or without practice and without mm. putting a lot, a lot of time into practice.
4: Now, the West Tigers noddies is always – had amazing juniors coming through and you have famously lost a lot of those juniors. (laughs) How do you, I mean, it's exciting that Benji and Robbie are coming to the club. You've now got the center of excellence. Like how, how are you stopping those juniors from leaving now?
6: Yeah, I think the club made a big investment, I think two years ago to invest in pathways. Obviously we probably cover the biggest, you know, logistical area with Belmayne and West and MacArthur. Um, So we cover, quite a fair bit of land, um, and obviously without putting an investment into that, the kids feel like they're not being coached and not being watched and want to go elsewhere for opportunities, so um, we've obviously invested in that, or the Cubs invested in that, we last year was the first time we, we took some kids, we took a, a Cubs team when under, eight, I think it was under 16th team, uh, to New Zealand, uh, and, and even Benji talked about that when he was a part of the West Tigers he remembers being a part of that Cubs program and going on a tour as well, so you know, obviously a long time in between Benji and now, but um, obviously they've got some DNA back in the club. They're they're investing in the future. We want all our kids to, to sort of feel like they can stay and come through a system with us and be a part of that uh, NRL program. So, you know, we, as I said, we, there's a lot of our uh, a lot of kids that they have locked up. We we don't want to lose any of our good kids, um, but that takes an investment from from the club and the board to make that decision to um, to invest in the future. And hopefully, as you said, um, we will be a part. Uh, I'd like to think you can get instant success, but, you know, NRL-wise, you probably think there are a couple of years coming through, and then you can, you know, I think Penrith's sort of been that blueprint of what you can create if you look after your own and, and have talent and get them to come through, and then obviously the whole community get on, on the back of that as well. So they're, they're very proud of their community of Penrith, and I think, I'd like to think that you know, our players will be very proud of our community and, and want to be a part of the West Tigers coming forward.
2: And I suppose that's exactly what you just said. You keep saying the Panthers. And that's, that's something what you want to bring into your club. Just try to keep these five or six or even seven core players that you can build a really good team, real, real good presence around. Is is that what your main focus in going forward is for what the next five years?
6: I would be quite happy if Nathan wants to come and play for the West Riders. <laughs> 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 we'll, take, we'll take Nathan and uh, Isaiah you know, and a few of those others. If they want an, another challenge, they can come across and see if they can do it again at a different club. Uh, but, yeah, that, that's the key, obviously. You're, you know, obviously, they've. Uh, I think Abby Coruscant will be a very, very good signing for the club and uh, be really good leader and good experience and a senior player. Um, but he's not going to be around for 10 years. You know, he's going to hopefully... Start that journey, and then hopefully he can develop the next crop of kids that will come through and and want to be that. Um, you know, as I said, I, you know they're a great bunch of blokes. They train hard. We've got a centre of excellence that's that's amazing um, and a showpiece for both the men and the women. Obviously with that NRLW license now as well. Um, and then yeah, you, you know you get lucky and you sign some good players, and they become as good as you think they're going to become.
4: Now, Noddy, let's talk rugby world rugby league world cup for a second. Um famously in 2000 when you went over there and you um played halfback, you guys had a great tour. Um absolutely smashed everybody. Um do you, do you have fond memories of that? Do you, do you think that's a similar experience that the players are having this year?
6: Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, and uh, that was some of my greatest memories, you know, obviously lucky enough to win a grand final, uh which I call the highlight of my career, but Certainly, going on tours and representing a country is an amazing milestone. But yeah, uh, I think a photo came up the other day that I noticed that was um, of us winning the World Cup in 2000 and sitting in obviously the grand final was played at Old Trafford, sitting in a pretty, pretty famous stadium uh, in the change rooms, you know, having a beer together and celebrating all that. So, um, you know, it was probably very early in my career, but as you said, I was lucky enough to, (coughs) excuse me, lucky enough.
4: Noddy. Hello, Brett, Noddy.
6: You're
4: oh. in my car. Oh, Brett, whose car are you in, <laughs> <laughs> Brett, why have you gotten in the car, Brett? <laughs> Hello, Mrs. Kamali. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, sorry. That's okay. Do you know anything about the how was your footy World career? <laughs> <laughs> you there, Noddy. That's okay. The old
2: Bluetooth, done yeah, it again. Yeah,
4: it happens every time. Um, we were just about to ask Noddy about, and maybe you and I can chat. Yep. Thank you, Noddy, for for, uh, appreciate for jumping it, mate. on yep. and um. Let's hope you just haven't jumped into a random car. Um, mate, um, I was well, we were going to chat to Noddy about this current battle between mm. Cleary and uh, DCE for the number seven jersey because famously back in 2000, obviously Noddy nudged out Andrew Johns. Yes. Arguably the greatest halfback to ever play the game. He played the seven and Johns played the nine. Um, and the thing that gets me at the moment is that DCE and Nathan Cleary are both being so polite about you know oh, we're just doing it for the jersey. We don't mind who gets in the team. <laughs> the old cliche answers. Yeah, I just yeah. I just want them to be honest. I mean, Cleary said. Let me read this to you. Cleary said, by no means is it trying to outdo each other or anything like that. We want to combine as well as we can with uh, and just do the best for the jersey. This is the most important thing at the end of the day. What is that a load of crap or what? Um, Surely I, Cleary I th- just wants to play halfback. I think he's saying that in a polite way. But they're both being too... Don't you want them just to come out and be honest and just say, yeah, I want to outdo the other bloke. I want the spot. They're probably being told not to. Is that what happens to the media I, manager? I don't, I don't know.
2: I don't know. But I, I reckon they're just saying that to actually do the right thing. But, mate, oh, I, I, I don't know about you, but I, I,
4: you've got to pick Cleary, don't you? I, I, I'm a big Manly fan. I'm going stick with DCE. Nah. No. Nah. Aren't they going to be playing the same game this but, week? Yeah, so Munster's out this week, and so they're playing... Just rotation? Or? I think so, yeah, yeah. Or they just play a side each. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see.
5: Yeah, well, DCE has proven to be one of the premier halves for a long time, winning Origin this year, which a series of New South Wales are heavily fancied for. But I feel like Nathan Cleary's got the hot hand.
4: Mm, that's true.
5: Like, he was, he was dominant when he came back from that suspension. But then you're also on that other side of the coin is that Queensland connection. Yep. But we're playing for Australia. You'd think these are the best players in the NRL. They'd be able to play with a different heart. Can't
4: can't we just – and because centres these days aren't centres, let's face it. It's very rare you actually pick a centre. Can't we just nudge Munster – to be one of the centres, and then you have those two play the half and the 5-8. Why can't you have the three of them in the lineup? Well, you look at a Joe Manu; he can play anywhere. Yeah. So you're
2: right. Um, I don't know. Or do they? I'm not saying he's played bad, or but do they do what Kamalie and Johns did? There's Cleary seven, and well, who's DCE at, hooker?
4: Who's starting at so, hooker at the moment? So Is Harry, Harry Grant starting? Harry, so, yeah. so Harry Grant has okay, been nah,
5: the not pushing him out. yeah. No, he's he's been the number so one. Yeah, Ben Hunt. Is probably going to play fourteen, bench, similar yeah. how he did for Queensland. Yep. Daly Cherry Evans, I'm pretty sure, started his career at Queensland on the bench as well. Yeah, as time, a utility. because yeah. they had you know Lockyer, Kron coming yeah. through. So, but look, unfortunately, I think Mao just needs to make a decision. What yeah. doesn't help Australia is that we haven't, or the the games haven't been against tough opposition. Fiji, yeah, I, I suppose so. But how how is it going to be when we get to the quarterfinals? And you've just been smashing everyone. Yeah. I feel like you can't have that game intensity when you're destroying teams like they will tomorrow with Italy. Mao's going to struggle to know what his best combination is. Yeah, like who, how really. do
4: you know who's your best player when they're playing against Deadwood is it, what you It's a, tra-
5: a glorified training run. That's right. And yeah. everyone's everyone's a superstar
4: a in training. Yeah, and some people take the foot off the throat a touch when you're, you know, killing a minnow, well, right? Well, when
2: you're winning 80... 80- yeah, whereas some something. guys yeah.
4: just want to – it doesn't matter. They want to – yeah, it's – I don't know.
5: But Mao's an immortal of the game. He's the head coach of the uh, kangaroos. I'm sure he'll probably make the right decision. There's a method to his
4: madness, you think, wouldn't
5: you? Yeah. Well, well and
4: I also think – I know you guys don't think – I don't think 48-10 to 10 by the Kiwis over Ireland is that no. devastating. I don't think – No? I, no. Well, I mean, Ireland – think it should have been – yeah. Unless Luke Keery well, – well, Luke Keery's not an enforcer. He's not making – 80 tackles. Well, I suppose no.
5: Australia then 42-8 to eight against Fiji in the opening game without Fiji's the bigger, players. Fiji's oh, a sure. bigger
4: footy nation than, absolutely, yeah, yeah. than Ireland.
5: I think Australia, though, know how to absolutely dominate teams in World Cups. They've done it since the start, I'm assuming, since the first World Cup. New Zealand, probably yeah. so much. I think but you're right.
2: I think when Teddy needs to turn it on, I think he'll be able to, you know, I think when Isaiah O needs to start hitting blokes, I think they'll be
4: all right. But... It's good. I'd say it's a good problem to have. Uh, we've got a text on the line. I keep hearing this Queensland combo. What about Yo, Cleary, Teddy, New South Wales combo? Yo, Cleary, just as vital the way he plays. I guess Yo yep. being the ball playing forward that he is.
5: Yeah. It's I mean. Damned if you do, damned if you don't. Well,
4: you know, it's just it's, we've got too many good players. I'd,
2: you're right. I'd find it phenomenal how well these guys have clicked. Yeah. They want a belt living you know what out of each other and all of a sudden they're together. Have you seen some of their photos on social media? No, in, I haven't in been following it. Oh, it's hilarious. But I just think, I think it's great how they've clicked. I think yep. it's unreal.
5: Well, Mal, Mal sort of brought that in. So I think there's about a group of five different players. Yep. So they're all going to be there sort of – all should be all hanging out together. They're going to do group activities together, like get those sort of photos all together. Because uh, yes. Mao was thinking, all right, I've got all these players here. We've just played a very brutal origin series. How can we bring them together? So that mm. was – that was one of his ideas. So
2: That's pretty That's good. good. Yeah, I think there was a photo with, like, Crichton, yep. um, Luttrell, um, Hastings. All, yeah, They're all, it must have been at a museum, and they were all, having, it was,
4: they all yeah, had the right. same jumper. It was really – yeah, you're now, right. Now, Doug, um, just quickly, you okay. obviously at some point had to battle for a spot in mm-hmm. that amazing Australian side. Mm-hmm. If you were up against, uh, at the time, who was coming through at the same time? Uh, Peter Siddle? Yeah, uh, um, Johnson, Harris. Johnson. Yeah. So would you have been so polite in the media? Oh, you have to be. You have to be. Because I'm a nice guy. Oh, don't believe it. (laughs) All right, let's take a break. We'll be back
3: with more. Bred with over 100 years of innovation, Toro's mowers are ready to charge through any job. This is the Saturday Morning Mowers Club on SEN with Adam Peacock and Nick Davis. Yes,
0: well,
6: it is...
4: There's my microphone. Yes, well, it is actually the (laughs) end of the Saturday Morning Mowers Club uh, and it was actually myself and, uh, and the great Dougie Bollinger. Um, look, I've got an interesting afternoon on, um, I've got to take my son to a five-year-old birthday party. I'm sure you remember these, Doug. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will, I'll, you know, keep it pretty brief. Um, and you know, that's what people with young kids do. I don't want to ask you about what he's doing. Cause I've got a feeling he's going to be going somewhere and sitting in the sun and having some nice beers. And is that what you're going to do?
5: Yep. Yeah. I'm <laughs> going to go find a beer garden. Oh man! It's a, you know, guy so you I don't want seen... to go to the party. Come with me, Rochie. Yeah.
4: Oh, mate, that would be the. Best. Can I bring a five-year-old and a two-year-old?
5: Ah, uh, that's a yes. Oh, that's yeah. a yes. That's a yes. But yeah, Dougie, what about you, mate? I
2: want to finish what you're doing. What are you? What are you going to do?
5: Catching up with a mate that I haven't seen for a while, and every time we hang out, we have a great time. Cool. We like to start early, mm. and then we'll see how we go. I
2: like it. What do you got, Dougie? You got. You're going to uh, mow the lawns? I'll, I'll probably go home and mow the lawns. And then, as I said, I've got a case of Coronas I'll probably hook right into. Um, and then just see where the world takes me. I, my, my, little, my nine-year-old boy's got a time zone party as well at
4: Rouse Hill, I think. But I think the lovely wife can take him to that. And this song you've chosen to, to send song. us off, it has been a wonderful show. I mean, we'll learn so much about Crocs. We're now <laughs> starting a restaurant to go, together, guys, in Miami.
5: Cronulla Woolies. We Don't weren't. go
4: there. <laughs> 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 Just avoid it. Just avoid it. Avoid Steve. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, yeah. Um, this has been the Saturday Morning Mowers Club. Uh, it was the Professor. It was Doug Bollinger. And thank you to you, Gibbo. Geez, you're good at this as a producer, Thanks, hitting the Very buttons. good. Uh, next week, Mr. Peacock and Mr. Davies will be back. Maybe. No, they're out. Yeah. Oh, they're done. What do you mean? <laughs> I think we'll produce. Right, there we go. <laughs> Who's gonna pick you up? I'm just listening to the song, Gibbo. It's a very good song. See you guys. Have a good Saturday, Arvo. Bye, guys. See you later. Gonna- stuff for your face and body? It's men's skincare with a purpose. Top quality Aussie made grooming and skincare to help guys look and feel great with no hassles. Plus, stuff is helping mental health too. Find stuff at Woolworths or visit websiteofstuff.com.